Jim and Africa. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. And boy, is it. God, it's yes, about perfect, it's perfect, perfect weather. But, you know, people hate it when we brag about how good our weather is. So, um, yeah, half the country's on fire right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hot, hot as fuck. Oh, on that, not that kind of fire. No, too soon, Jim. Fire. Too soon. Not, not how California's <laughs> on fire. Just, just <laughs> wait. Just wait. <laughs> well, let's talk about who's in the room tonight. Over by the door, it's Scott. From the island, from Alameda. <laughs> yes. The island man, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking <Everyone>. islander. <laughs> hey, everyone. And this is Liza, and I am the queen. It's the thing I'm trying where I just say what just comes off the top of my head. I can't help it. That's what just came out. Why were you looking at me when you said that? Because I am the queen over you. <laughs> No comment. I like to make you feel uncomfortable. That's There's why. a neighbor's oh, thing going on here. Jim's squirming. Right now. <laughs> I know. I, kinda like, what, I, I, I don't know what to do with that at all. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and of course, running the board tonight, it's Bagel. And if you're the queen, then I am the fool. Ooh, see, oh, nice. Ooh, let's see you know, it's the fool it. who's really in charge. That's why he's at the board. You know oh. it. <laughs> on the classy girl couch tonight, <laughs> it's Miss Emma. Court blimey, governor, you're a caution, uncha. Right, right, eh? Hey. Hi. And that's why I brought my triumph here today, for that. Exactly. It's called laying on the hands, darling. Yes. Yes, that, we got that thing sorted, didn't we? we is did. that uh, an so American trying to do a British accent? What was that exactly? <laughs> no, that, yeah, that's um, Dick Van Dyke trying to do... <laughs> <laughs> you got all worked up doing it, too. You got yeah, all excited. Yeah, you got, you got the, ooh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get this right. Also on the Classy Girl couch tonight, it's Guillermo. Was that close? Energica. That was Ener- very Energica. Oh. <laughs> Emma, you say it better. Go ahead. Guillermo. No. <laughs> you just choked on a furball. What happened? I don't know. I just I choked. It was all that cold Anyone else want to try and say his name better? Anyone? Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> Not bad. Thank okay, you. we'll there go. You go. It's Guillermo. Guillermo Cornejo. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I could feel the bass in my chest. I am Cornulio. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I heard. That's Cornholio. all I heard. <laughs> now he's been properly welcomed. Uh, Great association. Over on the train side of the room, it's Henry. Hey, what's up? Always a good one, Henry. <laughs> we can always rely on you. That and the slave cylinder and your Gucci. Uh, that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> And over on the other side of the room, that is he's just in an love. eye shot. He's in love. Yeah, I'm oh, looking at you. Newly in love. Jimmy. It's Naked Jim. I've always been crazy. It keeps me from going insane. Oh. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> You're so in love right now. Your eyes are just rolling back in Crazy your head. Yeah, I do it every you, Sunday about this time no, when you I are cast my gaze in your direction. Yeah, you're insufferable right Actually, now. do you want to tell us uh, why, no, on, why you're in love? Spill it. Mm, got a new bike. Spill <laughs> it. Bike. What'd you get? Okay, well, Spill it. Uh, okay, so a CRF 1000L, Africa Twin. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Manual uh, transmission, though. Manual transmission. Um, although I hear the DCT is awesome as no, well. I mean, the DCT no, is no. kind of pretty wild, but I no, manual transmission is where it's at. I rode the DCT in Tennessee. I'll tell you, I didn't regret once having the dct no i mean it clicks up and down through the gears like a manual bike it doesn't ride it hasn't got that awful you know that like you're always in the wrong gear like a prius yeah like like a prius um but no manual transmission yeah yeah it's nothing like the prius thankfully thankfully um (laughs) do you want me to just get into it or whatever yeah get into it we want to hear so i've I've been wanting you know thinking about doing adventure riding for a long time but you know your life has to kind of line up with that kind of stuff this has kind of been your dream bike really yeah yeah, you know, I like getting out away from people and exploring. And I used to do it backpacking, but, you know, that's too much fucking work. So I <laughs> stopped doing that. But, you know, the idea of doing it via motorcycle is always super appealing. And um, now the kids are out of the house and, uh, you know, it's more possible. And, you know, I, I was telling somebody earlier, I have a little, like, money account I just sock money into every month. And just for motorcycles in general, usually it's maintenance. <laughs> the motorcycle account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but usually it's maintenance. But over time, I'm like, fuck, I got some dough in here. I'm going to spend it. So I found a 2018 um, guy bought it last October, so it's still under warranty, actually. Wow. Yeah, it's got about 2,000 miles on it. And it's perfect condition. I don't think he's been off the road on it, really. No. I mean, it's pretty much been... A, I, I bought it from a guy who's a motocross racer. He's 29. And uh, uh, he just rode it for whatever, about the last six months, and wasn't really riding it anymore because none of his friends adventure ride. Can, can I say, though, we were a little excited at the possibility of who the owner was oh that was funny <laughs> oh. yeah I, I whatever it was a guy it was a guy whose first name was the same as another famous guy's first name from that area <laughs> but it wasn't the famous somebody guy. Who, i don't want to get into who it's it a racer yeah. uh, who has a unique first name and i'm like dude what if it's a racer Dude, I know. I, we, I, I got and, he, and he was all skinny and twenty nine. I'm like, is that him? Oh, is it him? But he's so still a super chill, dude. So then we started like, yeah. where? Wait, is he racing? Like, what's he? Like, we were trying to, where you know, you go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. But it turns out, no, it yeah. wasn't him. It's was just another dude with the same first name. Okay, <laughs> so it worked out pretty good. Well, I figure. But, uh, yeah, he is a racer, yeah, just it, not the, the racer. Yeah. So it's basically it's a new bike kind of that's been broken in. Right. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, it's still under warranty and. Uh, so far, so good. I figure I saved about four grand uh, oh, yeah. from a brand new bike. Well, you know the thing is, when you buy a new bike, there's a sticker price, and so mm-hmm. it's like eleven nine ninety five. But then you, you yeah, know, and the sticker the on this this, you, this is the you know just the regular L, and it's thirteen five. Right, and right, then you stop the putting the tax, and then and you stop putting the license, like fourteen hundred, and the other Jesus. bullshit. So you get the so I've about saved about four grand. So right, pretty good. Yeah, and it's a nice. it's a bitchin' bike. You know, I've test rode uh, a Tenere and that back to back. I've ridden the uh, the KTM adventure bikes with the eleven ninety or whatever. Right, right, right. And uh, out of all of them, I just kind of clicked oh, with that no, bike. No, no, nobody rides KTMs. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody writes. That's KTM. not true. Nobody writes KTM. <laughs> but I'm very interested because the Africa Twin's a great bike, as is the Super Ten, and it really boils down. It distills down to a matter of taste because a lot of people are very, very at home on Super Tens. I'm one of them. You always encouraged me. Whenever this topic came up, you're like, get the Yamaha, get the Yamaha. Well, no, but that doesn't mean the Honda's a bad bike. You know, I mean, you know me. I love everything, but. They really are, they're equal. Super 10's more money. You would have to spend a lot more money on kidding out your Africa Twin before you get close to the price of a Super 10. The only thing that makes it interesting now, because they've been around for longer, 
you, you know, the, you can get a kind of 2012 Super 10. You can get into it for about <clears throat> seven grand now. Yeah, what, what made the difference? We were down in AIM in yes. Vegas last year, and I rode the Tenere and then the Honda back-to-back. And to me, the Honda, the engine, the, the Yamaha was a little more rattly, a little more of a rattly feel, where the Honda was just more solid, that you know, big torque. And Honda spent a lot of money working on that. Yeah, and uh, and then, you know, a little bit less plastic and shit like that. I like the little bit cleaner look of it. And uh, But, yeah, I rode the heck out of it yesterday, put about... It's funny, I looked at the little trip thing I do and uh, did 350 miles, but I, the, from the time I left the house to got home, it was 10 hours. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all eating and all that kind of stuff, too. But uh, it was a long day in the saddle, and it was it was awesome. I put it through all sorts of terrain. I went, uh, like, well, street, dirt, all sorts right. of crazy stuff. No, yeah. it's got those pretty tame trail wings on it. Are you going to um, do anything with the tires, do you think? Yeah, I got a whole checklist <laughs> of things I'm going to work through. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that and everything else. So I'm curious, uh, Jim. This is probably the most uh, tec- technically advanced bike that you've ridden. It's got a lot of features. Um, I was wondering if you could list off what those features are, and I'm wondering if already if it's ruined you to go back to riding your other bikes now. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But it, it's really cool to get into that because I've never had a bike with electronics. <clears throat> so it's got kind of the full boat of things i think more or less it's got you know abs brakes Mm -hmm. front and back um you can disable the rear brakes um i'll get back to that in a second and then it has preset settings for traction control power and uh, engine braking right so there's three presets like street they call it urban gravel and then touring (laughs) that are presets or you can do your own so the guy bought it had basically as low presets on everything as you could get i modified it a little bit but it was fun to play with while i was riding around yesterday so <clears throat> you can do that custom or do the presets um yeah and then the abs stuff and it, it was kind of fun to play with especially in the different kind of terrain like uh for example i was going over there's this dirt road that connects uh basically from pinnacles national monument you go over the mountain mm-hmm. to gloria highway road. 101 gloria road and it's yeah. dirt it's like a you know, whatever dirt road <laughs> And when I got to the downhill section, I'm all like, oh, I'm going to turn all this ABS shit off and be like all badass. <laughs> and as I'm going downhill, I hit the rear brake and, the, and it, and it kind of like locks up like you expect it to. But all of a sudden, when you have like 500 pounds skidding around and I do have the street tires on it, as opposed to like 215 on a dirt bike, you're Yay. like, oh, little pucker. <laughs> so like click the button, put the ABS back on. and uh, But it was really handy going downhill in dirt with ABS on that big bike. Oh, sure. I mean, it might change as I learn more because I'm still just trying to figure it out. So it might change. But it was fun to play with and it was, it was effective, too. I mean, it was cool. And for, su- you know, for such a big bike... You can chuck them around very, very well. Oh, it's yeah. big, it's tall, but it does carry its weight down low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was looking at the tires, and <laughs> Liza had a funny comparison today, but when I got it, the, the guy who had it before me had got the tires all the way over. There were no chicken strips at all. Right. Yeah. And then Liza points out the nice, you know, half inch ones I've got going <laughs> right now. But it just showed me, like, how capable the bike is. I'm not, I don't no, think that capable it, it, of a rider. Very, very stable. Yeah. But hey. it's got, you know, fully adjustable suspension, all that kind of shit. And I just want to say, Knock has joined us. What's up, dickheads? Nice. There he is. Fuck you, Knock. Um, <coughs> knock, that's Guillermo. Oh, hi. How you doing? Knock, nice knock say Guillermo. Hi, Guillermo. <laughs> yeah. How are you? You didn't say it right. Guillermo. <laughs> oh, that Guillermo. was pretty good. Ooh, pretty close. Getting oh, close. Pretty close. Dude, I got, I got the tongue, boy. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's our quote. Second time so, I felt uncomfortable. <clears throat> I, guess, I guess I have to ask you, Jim, in like a week or two, if it's ruined you getting on the FC1. 
ask me in a week, but I don't think so. You know, it's interesting. It riding that bike, the more upright position and all that, um, and the way the engine runs compared to the inline four. Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of got that Harleyish kind of feel. Like I don't need. I've got up to like eighty five, and I'm like, I don't need to go any faster. This is really right. comfortable. So how do you like the power delivery on that thing? Well, I mean, all that torque very down low and kind of just super linear at the top. I mean, it's it, definitely different from the FZ. Yeah, it, it's very different. And like the difference I was going to say with the FZ is on, on the FZ when I get up to eighty five, I'm just <laughs> it's the bike's just finding its groove. I'm about to shift out a third and mm. just rock. You know, that's what it feels really good on right. that bike. So it's almost like this this frame of mind that it's a little bit different. But there's plenty of power when you need it. Um, you know, passing people on Highway One, that kind of a thing. Although this dude on his supermoto smoked the shit out of me in like ten <laughs> cars on Highway One. It was bitching. Um, uh, but it has plenty of power. But the FC One power, uh, it's just so much. The FC yeah. One just so much more frantic, available. Yeah. You know, and just you know, and that's the thing. You've got to compare apples with apples. I think he's going to be okay because there's going to be a compartment in Jim's head for the Africa Twin, and then there's going to be another compartment for the FC One. See, look, look at me. I've got a V Twin, and I'm very happy with that. And then a screamy across the frame four. And the reason I like them both is because they're just so different. And yeah, so are. it is with the FC One yeah. and the and the. Africa twin. Yeah, you'd asked about tires, so <clears throat> I've been looking online on tires, and Chinko are popular, that kind of a thing. But, yeah, but I'm going to kit the FZ out. I mean, the the Africa twin out so differently. It's going to have you know the more dual sport sporty tires, crash guards, <coughs> fucking highway pegs for sure. But then all the luggage, um, you know, it's going to be set up to get right. dropped places. A you know, very dear friend of mine, Brian, bought a new one from us probably 18 months ago. And he put TKC 80s on it. The oh, yeah. loved them. Absolutely. Great tires. But they are noisy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to get used to the roar yeah. because, you yeah. know, those big, chunky knobs. Yeah. But they look Honda, Honda I think, provides uh, a factory, like, crash bars, right? That for yeah. That oh, you and, can, they're, and they're, like, great, aren't they? You can buy anything yeah. for that bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the accessory catalog is just mongo. Yeah, and I think with tires, I'm just going to have to get used to buying tires more, <laughs> I, basically. I tell you yeah. what, I mean, as subtle as it is, with it, you know, you're talking about color, I really like the subtlety of your bike. Yours is one of the subtlest paint jobs I've seen yeah, on it. Yeah, it's the black and bronze. Looks tough, man. Yeah, well, because... The wildest, they come in red, white, and blue with gold rims, and that is a wild paint yeah, job. And cool, it's yeah. great in its own right, but it's very look at me. Do that have metal flake in it, too? It Everything's got a little bit of pearl in it. Um, the red, the blue, and the white, it's all got a little bit of pearl. Um, that's the wildest. They do um, red, white, and black, and then they do like silver and black, which is my least favorite, mm. um, which is kind of nothing paint job. I mean, it's a nice paint job, but compared with the others. But yours, I think, is the first factory black and brown I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and see it's the first one I've seen. And it's really nice looking. Well, I'm glad you got that color because if I ever get one, I'm getting the red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> and can you handle with extra stars. Can you handle the gold rims? Oh, I love gold rims. She'll take all the freedom you can give her. Love it. (laughs) Those are proper Honda colors. Congratulations. This is a bike that you've been aiming for for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, you've earned it, Jim. Yeah, it's been your dream bike. Well, it's funny. I thought about the progression of bikes I've owned to this point, right? So Nighthawk 250. Yes. And then what was after that? I think after that was... uh, The FC6. Yeah, the FC6. Then the DR350. Then the FC1. Mm -hmm. Then KLX250. Right. And then this bike. So yeah, so I mean, you know, you're really well rounded. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah good wanna, stuff. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about stuff we're working on this weekend. So, yes. <clears throat> um, last last uh, fall, winter, when we went to AIM Expo, Knock Road, my Versus there, and when we got back, the chain was really stretched. That chain so, sucks, uh, man. <laughs> so I bought, I bought a new chain, it put it on, so it's only like six, seven months old, but the bike has not been ridden that much since then. Where did you get and this chain from? Did you I get don't it remember. from Banggood? No, I, I, I asked her the same goddamn I, question. No, I know better than to buy a chain for that bike on Banggood. Get it from Fleabay. Um, no, I, I, I got you back on this, Liza. Normally when it push comes, when it's really important, she buys the good stuff. Yeah, she steps up. Thank yeah. So I, I bought a chain and um, put it on, and I just noticed recently it was slack. And so I, I adjusted it. We rode down a Laguna yeah. Seca. It's only 45 minutes away. Came back, and it was slack again. <clears throat> it was so like I knew slapping. I, it wasn't just slack. I knew it was, it was like, like about to go. <clears throat> I'm not sure why. So we took it off. I went over to Arwen Rich's yesterday. We took it off, and it had a bunch of O-rings missing or cracked. Hmm. Okay. And I'm yeah. wondering if I got an old chain. If a chain Wait, can age out sitting in the box. Well, yeah. if, it's, if it's rubber, yeah. yeah. If it's next to it's like ozone Because the Versus is garaged. It doesn't live outside. Well, I, Shall I tell you more likely, Cole? What have you been putting on that thing? What do you mean? Chain lube? Chain cleaner? The chain was dry. Cat was peeing on I haven't, I haven't lubed <laughs> so, Okay, so let, let's talk about what happens I when a chain... It, but there's only like 2,000 miles on it. Doesn't matter. Let's talk about what happens when a chain gets dry. It's metal against metal. Yeah. What does metal... It, heat. What does heat do to rubber? Mm-hmm. Brittles it out. I think you just got a shithouse chain. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, mean, the bike, since, since I put that chain on, it's been down to Big Sur. It's been down to Laguna Seca. Well, it's some, not been on many trips. I've had some neglected <clears throat> dirt bike chains, and um, they yeah, function. I mean, you may. Can you remember what brand it was? This thing just started failing it, catastrophically. I don't remember, but I would normally expect to pay like $85 <laughs> for a chain for that bike, just so you know. Right, right, That's right. what I would expect to pay. And you paid? <clears throat> I don't remember where I got it from, but I'm, yeah, but I'm saying that's bucks? what I would... Expect to Did pay. Did you replace the sprockets with the chain? I didn't then. Okay, I could do it. Um, sprockets can do because again, it's all they were just up. starting to cup on the inside. Right. They weren't. Yeah. But so anyway, again, I'm not sure what happened. It might just be that I didn't lube it, and that was enough to brittle it out. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe. It's just a reminder for somebody with so many things. bikes. Maintain your <laughs> bike. Yeah, it's just it's a good reminder. So I did put new chain and sprockets. Would you on. like a misfit top tip? Okay. <laughs> we have we have no choice in this matter. If you buy chain lube, buy some of the stuff that's white lithium or has got some color in it, because you'll put it on your oh, chain. Yeah. And then you will notice if your chain is dry. Mm. I love the Honda line stuff with white lithium. Spray it on, it's white. It looks like white powder, mm-hmm. but it's very high in lube. When I look down at my chain and I see it's not white anymore, time to lube it again. Mm. That's lithium that comes in like what's in a package, huh? No, it's an aerosol it spray. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get a new chain, you take it out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all, like, it's all got that white <clears> goop on <throat> it, and you think... Somebody's been playing around. <laughs> Italian it? Spider-Man. Yeah, Italian Spider-Man. Spider-Man's hey, been that's some more. Hey. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to say that that was a, a lesson for me. Yes. Even 40 years in writing, I'm still. Well, you know, we learning learn lessons every day. and like yeah. being reminded to check the chain more often. I just, I just assumed. That's no it's a bike not ridden often and a new chain that it. 
should be good. I'm going to be a hard ass on you about it because you ought to know better. I'm just saying. I could be a hard ass on you for using that bike to Vegas and never checking. Which it is was some a brand new fucking chain. No, what not when we check? went to Vegas. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. You installed it like no. Wait. I installed it when we got back because that chain got so stretched out on that trip. Huh. <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on a second. <clears throat> because somebody was doing wheelies on my bike. I did like a wheelie. Uh, a I, wheelie. I remember too. Hey, wheelie. That's not right. Anyhow, anyhow. Maybe, maybe. Two. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not right. But you two should... wheelies couldn't like shouldn't stretch a chain like that. Maybe installed too tightly. No, no, no. You were riding out. the uh, the original <laughs> chain, I believe. So it was, was getting to the end of its life. Yeah. It was after that we got back. My point being that whenever that's you weird. ride someone else's bike, Off you should the... always check everything on the bike. Often, okay. not. but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Okay. Often, not knackered your chain. No, I think he was given an experience because the chain shouldn't go through its whole life without having at least one wheelie. I quality tested uh, your fucking that? equipment, man. Right, That's what's all up. Right. Um, but we had a we had a really big day at the garage. There was a lot of people there, all kinds of people, including a uh, what do we call it? A flock or a gaggle? A gaggle, a clatter, a, a squadron. <laughs> yeah, I think clatter. it was a, it was a clan. Not squadron. Squadron. Is that what you call Royal Enfields? A clan? Definitely an oil spill of. Uh, Royal <laughs> <laughs> me- no, they were actually top shape. So. What do you do in India? A yeah. menu of Royal Enfields. Ooh, that's yeah, a good one. A menu, menu of a, Royal Enfields. Tikka masala. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's where I was going. <laughs> you know, that's totally British and not Indian. A anyway. lunch buffet. Yeah, so we had a lunch buffet. I know what. That's a tandoori. Of <laughs> there you go. What handsome bikes they are, though. Great yeah. looking. Yeah. So we actually had um, a trio. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday was down on her um, Interceptor 650. It's a great looking bike. And then um, I've forgotten the names already, but tralala. So we had um, the very traditional. Um, 500 injected, you know, the real traditional looking Enfield. A very, very handsome, kind of flat blue, almost like a Royal Air Force. It's, it's so cool that you could just, it's a kickstart bike with fuel injected. And oh, it's yeah. It's also got a starter, too. Like, yeah, I want that on my XR. Like, Huff straight you know? into life. You got to wear spats. And then yeah. Um, yeah. bringing up the trio was one of the Continental GTs. That's a nice looking bike, man. Great looking bike. You know, that bike, and I was telling the owner, was actually designed for the twin. Hmm. And the twin was not ready at hmm. the launch, you know, just before the launch of that bike. So in the end, they put the single in it. Hmm. But the, if you look at the frame on that, it's got a giant frame. Mm-hmm. So obviously the frame was designed for something a lot bigger because it was. Yeah. But nevertheless, a good-looking bike. How much do those things run these days? Oh, like six, seven grand? Oh, no, less than that. Bike? Really? Yeah, Jeez. less than that. Six okay. grand. You know, six grand for the GT. That's not bad. Um, I think just an entry-level Enfield is like four nine or something. Wow. It's a head-turner, for sure. Oh, it's a very nostalgic journey. Um, <gasps> yes. Not to change the subject, but <clears throat> in a similar vein, Y'all. I was at uh, We All Ride this weekend. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talked about they're selling, like, Chinese bikes now. Um, really? That's where Mike got his bike, probably. I think it is. Probably, yeah. yeah. They're getting the better. I think they went to Japanese, actually. They got, They're getting you know, the pit bikes, yeah. and they've got a cafe racer. they got all the bikes. Mm-hmm. But you know what they have in there? It's a replica of an ST90. What? Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like an ST90. So, for those who don't know, the ST90 is a 
little bit larger version of the CT70. Mm-hmm. Just a oh. little bit taller. Did you ever see the one I restored for the museum? No. Oh, they're a wild little bike. I mean, and this yeah. it doesn't say Honda on it. It's not trying to be. It's all white. Right. It's got a... Um, it says Honda. <laughs> uh, the, the engine is by... Um, who's the brand that's good? Banggood? Banggood. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> um, Lifan. Yeah. It's got a Lifan. I assume it's a 125. 150. Might probably. be a 150. Yeah. Um, and you can... It comes with paperwork, so you can get it plated, and it's 1200 out the door. Wow. What? Right. I'm kind of... I'm kind of so like... No, wait, don't do it. Don't do it. God damn it. I no. swear to God. You found something better than that, and we're going to talk about it, but... Um, the ST90, that had wire spoke wheels, little 14-inch wheels. Um, is it kind of uh, like that? This one, is... It's just a taller Trail 70. Yeah, kinda okay. like this looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an ST90. That's yeah, an ST90. Like yeah. Like a teenager version yeah, yeah, yeah. of a CT70 or whatever. Yeah, it's still yeah, absolutely like terrifying really to ride on the street. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tempted, though. Yeah, it is tempting. I think what Do you it. found on... Oh, yeah. No, know... that, looks, that looks a better bet to me. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what the deal is on this. It's um, it, there's ads on Instagram and on Facebook. What and could go so, wrong with that? <laughs> so I I posted it onto our our Facebook page, but it's a um electric scooter. Have you seen this yet, Bagel? Mm, it's an electric so. scooter for ninety five ninety nine. Like a step what? through, step in scooter, or no. is it? Oh, it's, it's a stand up one of those little dildos, hey, like a bear yeah. scooter. Hold on. Yeah. It's so here. Oh, here it is, bagel. It's Houston abort. <laughs> abort Houston. Uh, it's uh, I, how do you describe that? Uh, horrible. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold it's on. it's like it's like like they they asked a Harley designer to design a go pad. <laughs> it's it's got fender flares a little wow. bit. <laughs> it's in big fat tires. Yeah, that are like eight inch tires that are. Probably six inches wide, <laughs> and and it's got like big and it's, it's telescopic front forks it, on a little stand-up scooter. It's in a range of it says sixty kilometers. Yeah, that's about forty miles. Yeah, I know. And top um, speed's probably twenty uh, miles an hour. Can I, can I read the description? Sure. The same zone E motorcycle is made from aircraft grade aluminium alloy. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is strong mm. and durable, which supports a maximum user weight of two hundred kilograms. Is that you, darling? Uh, I should think how so. much is a kilogram? It was oh, four hundred and fifty pounds, half a pound. Okay. With an advanced E ABS dual braking system, kinetic, kinetic, yes, kinetic energy recovery system, interesting, cruise control system, an intelligent BMS. That stands for bums. <laughs> system. This E motorcycle is smart <laughs> and easy to use. Um, it's a lithium battery, five hundred watts. Um, 31 to 60 kilometers. It, it goes. Good Lord. It goes 50 kilometers an hour. <laughs> so it's about 30 miles an hour. Um, 1,200 watt motor. And um, there you go. Weighs 70 kilograms. I think it looks absolutely fabulous. Especially <laughs> in the red. It's very sporty. So here's the thing. Uh, I, I, good. And you know what? It makes sense to have one of those in Santa Cruz if you just, you know, have mobility issues or you just want to get around quickly, man. It's like, get you, around, know? you know, downtown or yeah. something, you I suppose. You pimping in that thing. So I assume, like, wait, $95, well, $90, so $96. $96. $96? $96. So I'm like, oh, they're going to get you on the shipping. Yeah. There's, there's something wrong, man. Right? So I go there, <laughs> so I go there put one in the car. Check it out. The shipping is either free or $20. 
Jeez. They don't tell you what the difference is. <laughs> you like that kind of stuff, though. You're I know. Like, I do. I do. <laughs> and, it, and it has a seat, too. So wait, wait. How what, is it free, $90? Free or $20? There's no way. Have you seen those lamb scooters and bird scooters I know, spread I know. all over? They're 500 There's I, yeah, no I way. Yeah. I know. So I'm like, it has to be a scam, right? Yeah. But they've got ads on Facebook, so how could it be a scam? (laughs) (laughs) It's a Russian bot. ABS. I, I mean, the ABS system alone is more expensive. I know. <laughs> we, we give you a discount if the you pay in rubles. Aircraft grade <laughs> aluminium. Yeah. Anyway, I'm. Uh, so uh, that's totally between a scam. this, Are you kidding? So how, between, how many have you ordered? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> between this and the uh, the Chinese ST90, I'm so tempted. Don't we should it. get a tandoori of them. Especially. Oh, anyway, I'm I'm resisting. I am resisting. Yep. Do anyway, that. you should get like three new chains for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm resisting, but I wanted to. I mean, we can we can carry this conversation in. You know, looking at like crazy bikes and trying stuff out. Mm-hmm. I just wish I had a place I could go try it out first before I buy it. Kind well, of thing, now right? hang on. What? <laughs> Maybe there is a place. Wait, what? Yes. You don't say. (laughs) Maybe there is a place where you can try a bike that has many thousand to choose from. Shut the front door. And you don't have to buy the bike. You can rent it. What kind of motorcycle nirvana is this place? (laughs) Well, wait a minute. We've talked about this before. But here's the thing that's really cool. It's just a little bit different. There's uh, more than one pony in this race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a donkey. That's, that is That's a, a lovely, donkey. Lovely That's introduction. <laughs> so that's why we have uh, Guillermo here. Guillermo, you are from Rider's Share. Yes. I said it right. Yes, Rider's Share. Rider's Share. <laughs> I know. So um, you have your own uh, motorcycle rental. It's like peer-to-peer rental. And... Um, this is something that I've been excited about. And yes, we've had uh, Austin from Twisted Road, but we want to let people know that that's not the only game in town. And <clears throat> your company has its own sets of features and bikes to rent. Um, so it's worthwhile to check out your company as well, Rider Share. <clears throat> so you are in how many states in the US? Currently, we operate in all states except New York, and we mm-hmm. also operate in Canada. That's big. Ooh. Um, How many bikes do you have available? How many active bikes on your site right now? Active, we have about 2,400. Yeah, that's a good number. And and we've had more than 3,000 that were sold eventually. It's a lot of people, they're selling Mm -hmm. their bikes, so they think, you know, if somebody totals it, it's sold. So it's a great way to make some extra (laughs) bag while they're selling them. But you don't stop at motorcycles. No. What else do you have on there? We have uh, anywhere from scooters. Mm Mm-hmm to three-wheelers like the Polaris Slingshot or the Can-Am Riker. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, those are actually really popular. I found something else on your site. What did you find? Well, it was listed as a Can-Am, but it was, in fact, a snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't insure those. <laughs> but who knows, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this is something I'm excited about, uh, that this is... 
that this is a thing and it's getting bigger. And um, I, I've always said I want to be able to, when I travel and go somewhere, I'd like to be able to rent a bike. Um, and I have done that before, rented a Harley or something like that, but it is very expensive. You're usually renting a, a newer bike, um, presumably well-maintained, not, not always, but you're you're under the assumption you're buying a, a well-maintained bike and um or you're renting uh but it's usually like 200 bucks i think oh yeah yeah you're talking about like eagle oh, rider yeah, yeah eagle, eagle rider, rider. Yeah, i mean and those are good companies if you're you know gonna do a tour yeah. or something you know, our our road assistance <clears throat> provider tells us that we we have less incidents than regular rental shops but i That's like great. but i like the idea because like there's not that many eagle riders like uh, yeah, right. Availability. Or, yeah, availability. Yeah. There's not a lot around. <clears throat> so I like that you can go almost anywhere and look up on your site and find a bike. But not just a bike. You can get a scooter if you want. Or um, uh, I found some very, very affordable options on there. Hey, isn't the URL with a sidecar? You have a URL? Yeah. Uh, pretty popular. Uh, Where's that? Uh, we have one in LA and one in Miami, I think. And there, we have like 10 nationwide. That's awesome. Yeah. Are dogs allowed in the URL? Because a <laughs> rental car, I can't bring a dog. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> they have so, to go with the URL. Yeah. So since the, how long have you been doing this? You know, this is the third time that I launched this. Uh, this last time was the, mo the most successful one. We launched it in February of last year. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first time was like six years ago. We started with an iOS with an iPhone app. Mm. But we discovered that people would not download an app just to rent a motorcycle. Mm. It was too much work. So we had to like, you know, go back to a drawing board, start from scratch. And the second time, our insurance company was not paying for, for claims. So we, we paused operations for eight months and then and then this, you know, third time's a charm. <laughs> well, that's, I wanted to ask you more about maybe the struggles because you are forging the path. This yeah. is a new industry. Yeah. And I know for a fact that the insurance companies are, they're, they're dragging their heels to, to I mean, uh, Turo went through this, Airbnb went through this, all this new ideas that people immediately go, yes, this is awesome. I want to do it. Yet the insurance companies make it really difficult. Yeah, they do. Not just insurance companies. We'll even say uh, cities or states who may have laws in place, stuff yeah. like that. They make it difficult. Hence, no renting in New York. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear about some of the struggles and the triumphs, maybe some of what have been some of the biggest obstacles that you have overcome to create this industry. Sure. So, yeah, insurance was the hardest one. In general, it's difficult to insure the sharing economy because it's so new. And it's difficult to insure motorcycles because, you know, the perceived risk is so high. Mm -hmm. There are only two companies that operate nationally for commercial motorcycle insurance. So they can charge whatever they want, you know? Right. And uh, so motorcycles and shared economy is just the worst nightmare for an insurance company. Nobody wants to even quote you a price. But uh, I worked in the auto industry for like seven years, so I'm, I have a background in, in data analytics, and so I knew exactly what they were looking for. I sat not just with the broker, but also in the underwriter, and uh, I may or may not have obtained data on motorcycle rentals from another company through a friend. <laughs> and uh, and then that's how we got the first policy. Even once we got it, we were still losing so much money. We were paying $100 per rental day in insurance. Mm. So we were losing like net $70 for any transaction. 
but we did it intentionally to get that track record. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in September of last year, we renegotiated and switched the insurance companies and lowered the price dramatically. And then, um, we, you know, at this point, we have accumulated, uh, we're getting close to 10,000 rental days. So that's that's wow. a lot of data, right? That's yeah. a lot of data. So we started using machine learning to predict who's gonna crash and who's not gonna crash. Mm. And and, and, now, and now we cut our accident rates in two thirds. And uh, so we're gonna keep uh, lowering prices. It's gonna uh, well, get lower. Well, uh, hang on, can we go back to that? I, because I wanna know who's most likely to crash. Well, yeah. <laughs> and you know, don't necessarily share that because you know, our job it's here our is not, it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah. So you've got all this data, and we're heading the same way, Liza. This demographic is the most likely to crash. So what does that mean if you're in that demographic? So let's say, for example, the most likely person to crash is a 57-year-old woman, which is <laughs> no, me. No, that's the least likely. Like, where, where, where did just, go? So let's just say it was, yeah. okay? So here I am. I'm a 57-year-old woman, and I want to rent a bike. And I'm the highest crash rating you've got. What happens? Do I not get to rent a bike because I'm the worst offender? How does that work? Very good question. First of all, as I want to clarify, we do not take gender or race into no, consideration. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was using it as, a, as an example. I know, I know. But insurance companies do use that. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course they, they do. do. Yeah, it's, but we don't. And um, we... We do not block people from renting altogether as long as they have a full motorcycle license. They right. can rent. But what we do is to certain segments we charge deposit uh, and uh, and also may may charge higher trip fees. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's how it manifests itself. And you know, uh, Guillermo is absolutely right. It, insurance companies do use that. This is why we consistently see that statistically, men between eighteen and thirty. Are the worst insurance risk. Yep. Where did, I mean, he, where, where did Henry go? He just left the room, <laughs> didn't he? The <laughs> demographic. You fuck it up, boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> crash my bike. But that's it, statistically. And you can argue the case all you want. And I know a few guys in that who are wonderful riders. And I'd have no hesitation jumping on the back of their bikes. But what we're dealing with is an overall statistic. Well, statistically, this room and and, and other people's records backs that up. (laughs) Right. That's what I see in the military. When you're first in the military, they don't even let you ride a motorcycle because they crash all the time. What do you got? I have a question for you then. Mm -hmm. So people don't see what the price difference would be unless you get two guys who are both looking at the same bike on your site and they compare side by side. They might see different rates? Yes. And okay. But even the type of value they choose, how long, how far in advance they choose it, all that stuff, factors. We, we use like a hundred different data points. When you create your account on Rideshare, it's a tedious process. Like you have to verify your number, your email address, enter mm-hmm. your blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, we're actually gathering a lot of information from right. scraped from the web about you. Everything that's publicly out there, we're not like it's not rocket science, but uh, and then the motorcycle that you choose tell it tells us a lot about who you are. And and surprisingly, we don't find that young people are crashing, you know, I mean, they crash a little bit more frequently, but they crash less expensive motorcycles. So, overall, insuring them is about the same as interesting, yeah. 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 So, how does it work? So, um, let's say stranger on the street wants to get involved, you set up an account with rideshare, mm-hmm. 
and then you give all your details. Now, that will will that include payment details? Do you have to have a credit card on file? Yes, you need to have a credit card, uh, and we accept certain debit cards as well. <clears throat> we can't pay like you know Visa gift cards, and right, uh, right, right. It's uh, it's very common in the rental industry to to use stolen identities to steal cars or motorcycles. Oh, good to know. Right. Yeah, so we have a, a ton of identity verification software in the background. Mm. and uh, So these, that's exactly yeah. the same as with Turo or even with Uber. You can't just order an Uber. You have to set up an Uber account first. So then um, you've set up your account. They've got all your details, your license details. Your blah, 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 blah. You find a bike you like. So let's say you're traveling to Cleveland. We're going to Cleveland next weekend. So you go on the website, find a bike you like in Cleveland, a stretched Hayabusa. (laughs) (laughs) So you found your stretched Hayabusa in Cleveland. What happens then? Then we always recommend that you message the owner of the bike first before you book it. Find it's available. Yeah, and if it's available, then you send the booking request. And, uh, and it's all online for the website. If you need insurance, we can provide it. Uh, we also provide also assistance, supplemental liability. And and yeah, uh, once you book the motorcycle, well, before you book the motorcycle, you need to upload your license as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we need to check that you have motorcycle endorsement, unless it's a scooter or a slingshot in certain states. Right. And uh, and by the way, we're, we're going to start capturing your height <coughs> and see if that predicts where you correct. <laughs> Yeah, because I have a feeling like short people like me, we we uh, you know we damage tall bags, we drop tall bags no, all the time. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. You're, you're, you're not yeah. short, darling. You're you're compact and bijou. Compact <laughs> and bijou. Uh, a very efficient form factor. Yeah, exactly. Big um, and so um, you fly to Cleveland, you ride around on your stretch booster three days, <laughs> give it back to the owner, and then you get a bill from rideshare probably at the end of the month. Is that correct? Um, Riders share. Rider yeah. share. Because rideshare is cars, isn't it? Ride-sharing is like Uber, right? Riders. Riders. So So we've got to make sure riders share. And if you want, let's, in case people want to check it out. Yeah, please. It's riders-share.com. Yeah, it was a $5 domain back when I bought it five years ago, you know? I didn't know that Uber was going to become so popular and stuff. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. R-I-D-E-R-S dash S-H-A-R-E mm-hmm. Riders yeah. share and so you get billed at the end of the month is that correct? You you pay for the bike in advance oh okay because we don't we don't want people to show up at the door and oh actually I don't have money on my credit card mm-hmm. that's a little right, awkward situation right right right, right. right. Yeah. and uh, but the, and the owner of the bike gets paid uh, usually uh, about three business days after the end of the rental again because we want to make sure that they deliver the bike and you know and the bike's in good condition and so and on and so forth and right we have incidents where the bike was not street legal so it's like we had to cancel it and refund the, mm. okay uh, yeah sucks so I have a question what is the most rented bike on Riders Share do you guys want to <laughs> guess ooh well <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are, we, are we talking about which versus? model or are we talking about which specific singular bike? Mm. Uh, I, let's say make and model. The most, but I, 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 is this uh, amongst many different renters or is this what bike in it, some, a bike in a specific city that rents the most? Um, it's, it's usually the same. Okay. I'll tell right. you, I'm, I'm going to okay. take a stab at it. Yeah. Naturally, you own one, Liza. Because the thing is, you know, everyone says, yeah, it's a Harley. Mm. But I, I'm not sure whether it is, actually. 
I'm going to take a stab. I'd say it's KLR650. Oh, KLR650? Yeah. I think you got it. I think it's a Harley, some sort of Harley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go GS1200. Mm. 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 An adventure bike. That last guess was pretty close, but not really. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. It's, like, it's top five. Oh. Top three, actually. Mm. Top three. No. Is it a BMW? Huh? Is it a BMW? No. Triumph? No. <laughs> Although Triumph is pretty... If, is oh, wait a minute. Multistrada. Mm. Ducati, oh. huh? The, those adventure bikes are pretty popular, but the, the BMW is the most popular one out of the adventure bikes. Okay, but, so and, it's, and it's not a under, so. RT? Hmm? Uh, the BMW RT? No. Okay, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Wait, not an S1000RR. I'll give you a hint. The most popular bike <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is a Ducati. Oh, okay. Oh, <clears throat> Multistrada? No, no. No, we already the said scrambler. Oh, scrambler. Monster. The Scrambler. The, the Monster, number one, and the Scrambler, number two. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. We do have a lot of young people, and I think, you know, a lot of people think Ducati is like a luxury brand, you know, they don't realize that the Monster and the Scrambler are actually not that expensive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Scrambler is super easy and, to ride. Yeah. yeah. And, right. you know, Ducati really was so careful with the marketing of that bike. And they made, yeah, they hipstered the fuck out of it. It's exactly. like one of the bikes oh, in Silicon Valley. I will thing. give, and we actually did a show on this, so I will give a special Emma gift to any of the misfits in the room now oh, who can what? remember pair of socks. where it's made. Is it a rub and tug? Oh, the Ducati? Brazil? <laughs> no. No way. Uh, Taiwan? Wait, it's not Italy? Come on. France? No. Not Taiwan? No, it's Indonesia. Knock, uh, mm. yeah. you should know that. What? Why should I know it? <laughs> so, uh, it's fucking it's, racist. Especially <laughs> built for the um, Scrambler. Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, most smaller capacity bikes, most entry level bikes aren't built in their home countries anymore. So, um, Including Triumph. I went on the site, as I know a couple people here in the room have, mm-hmm. and was browsing through. Yeah. And, like, Bagel, you've just been looking at scooters. Did you find any good deals there? Uh, yeah. I mean, there, there are a number of Vespas that are for rent that are fairly reasonable. Um, in some even as low as, like, I think 30 40 bucks a, a day. Um, That's most- expensive for a Vespa. What? <laughs> right. no. Oh, no. This is what you have to pay somebody to be seen on it. Oh, uh, Well, technically. <laughs> 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 so, but I, uh, but there yeah, there's some others for like 60, 70 bucks as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and, affordable. Uh, so I went through yeah. to see, and now, Guillermo, I'm going to ask you to see how well you know okay. the bikes in your site. Let's start with what is the lowest priced bike on your site? <clears throat> so the lowest price is $23 a day. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> but I know because we have a minimum. You know? <laughs> like it's just, it's, uh, the minimum is $50 for one day. And if you rent it for five years or longer, you can discount it up to 55%. Exactly. So, this yeah. is something I like. So when you're doing multiple days, the, the, the person who owns the bike, the owner of the bike, can offer multiple day discounts. So mm. the price can go down. Holy hell, you're talking about bike. For five days for like 115 bucks. That's, so a, that's amazing. So the price, the lowest price I found, I looked nationwide, because yes. you can also list it by price, um, $23. And there was some scooters, some things you would yeah. expect. But um, in that price range, I found a CBR250R in Glendale, Arizona. Okay. And also in Richmond, Virginia, I found a VFR800. 
Mm. Wow. For $23 Ooh, wow. a day. That's like wow. cool bikes to fucking rent. And that's near some bucks. really yeah. cool roads up in Virginia. Yeah. But now let's go to the other scale. What's the most expensive bike on your site? I remember seeing a Ducati for 415 LA. Is that, that it? That was not it. Oh, no. What is it? For $500 a day. Fucking. <laughs> You want to take a guess what kind of bike it is for $500 a day? I will tell you it is in Laguna Beach, Uh California. It's got to be an NV. Come on, take a guess. Mm. What do you think? $500 a day. A bruff inferior. (laughs) I was was going that direction. Is it a a Vanderhall? It is not. Uh. Good guess. No, it's a a Dyna Lowrider. What? (laughs) (laughs) I bet that's one bitching fucking Dyna. Blowjobs? <laughs> What's going on with this That thing? is somebody who thinks very highly of their bike. <laughs> nothing or wrong with Might have been a typo. Yeah. Hey, I mean, nothing wrong with that. If somebody bites, then by all means, you know, and some people have it, different tolerances. Uh, I gotta sure. get, I gotta is it a haunted bike? <laughs> you get it for the novelty? What is going on here? Um, but that wasn't the only one. There was another one for $500. And this one was in Fort Lauderdale. A sportster, perhaps. <laughs> Here's the stretched boozer. And Emma might pay this much for this bike. Go on, Oh, then. a scooter? <laughs> oh, I love them. Triumph. Yes. Rocket 3. Oh. You know, it's... Yeah. yeah, I know. Exactly, right? Actually, for the just the experience... Yeah, I know. Just for the experience of whacking the throttle <laughs> on a Rocket 3... And you gotta wear it. Flattening your eyeballs. You gotta wear a happy helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ripping through you know, that, might, that actually might be worth 500 bucks. But you know, be. they're not expensive bikes. Uh, the, most dealers are so happy to get rid of their Rocket 3s. I'm like, yo, give me 12 grand. It's yours. But, yeah, I mean, there's still a hell of a bike. There's nothing on the road that accelerates like a Rocket 3. And in Fort Lauderdale, I bet it glows green and all sorts oh, of weird yeah. shit. Yeah. You, know I mean? you know, it's probably stretched as well. It's got <laughs> higher boosa fairing Cocaine on the front. Come out of the you know, yeah, there you go. Here's the thing, though. This, this still is a new industry, and not everyone is getting on board um, that easily. I, I I mean, you do have some restrictions. It's a uh, 2000 and newer, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 19 year old bike. Oh, what'd you find on there? Oh, oh no, I've got it. So, I have found mm-hmm. a stretch booster. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'll take Here's it. A stretch booster. No, is, it in, is it in Miami? It's in Lake Mary, Florida. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Does it Not come with a tank top? Just hang on. <clears throat> Just hang on, guys. It's two tone. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Black and gunmetal gray. Mm, pro Street colors. Yes. Right? It's got chrome wheels, chrome stretch swing arm, <laughs> and rainbow LED lighting. Oh, <laughs> this magnificent piece yeah. of motorcycling nostalgia yeah. can be yours yeah. for $101 a day. Ooh. Dude. Thank you. Thank you for finding (laughs) Save some pussy for us, whoever's renting that. Jeez. You know what? Knock. It is just so you, darling. It is. It's all you. Oh Oh, man. No, I'm feeling it. Thank you for finding that for me, Bagel. I mean, I could go down there and ride it in a bikini. Yeah, I think you want. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't even know where that place is. I I, I got a question for you. I mean, uh, you're having to do this thing three times now, and uh, what? What's one of the most difficult things to, you know, get over as far as, uh, you know, you're you're the spearhead of the sharing economy, especially with mm-hmm. motorcycles. I mean, what's what's difficult for you? What's the most difficult thing? 
besides insurance. Yeah, besides yeah. insurance. Um, it when you have a two-sided marketplace, you need supply and demand mm -hmm. at the yeah. same time. So how do you get it, you know, because you can bring in the motorcycles, but if nobody's renting them, they're just going to leave. Right. And uh, so that's the hard part. Yeah. And uh, so we've been really lucky, I guess. Uh, I found a really good software developer and our website loads really fast. So now we rank organically in Google. So that really helps. Yeah. And, uh, and then the demand side, you know, I think you were talking about how to make, uh, how some people are against the idea of sharing their motorcycle. Yeah. Well, luckily the demand side is there. Like, The, the alternatives are like $200 a day. Yep. So we don't have to worry so much about demand. And then in terms of supply, there are 9 million registered motorcycles in the U.S. alone. Right. Yeah. We only need like 20,000, 50,000 to make it work. It's just, you know, a very small percentage of people need to sign up and, and it works. <laughs> Now, and I have my Versus mm. and my KLR <clears throat> up on Twisted Road, but I think I'm going to also put them on Rider Share now. Mm. That's the thing. You can list bikes on both sides. It's just yet another form. Um, but I'm renting each of them enough just to kind of pay my yearly fees on them. Yeah. You know, so it makes mm -hmm. it worth. I have a rental for the uh, verses coming up, and I have one on, uh, in October, September, I think, for the uh, KLR. For some reason, every time I get a rental, it's a weekend I'm out of town. <laughs> 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 But that's okay because something I like it's it, it's loose. You you say on there, it's okay. You don't have to be there as long as you arrange somebody as a proxy for you to be there mm. to make sure that the person renting your bike has an ID and has all the things and and seems you know not drunk. Seems, like he, seems he, he, legit. Yeah, seems yeah. legit. You can have somebody you know in your stead be there. So that's great. Um, it, it also just seems that. Um, When I talk to people, a lot of people say, like, oh, I'd never rent my bike. I don't want some idiot who's going to, like, ring it out, you know, ride it like an idiot. And I kind of feel like the people who have that fear are those people who would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Right? Yes. Because I'm the type of person, when I ride someone else's bike, I ride it respectfully. Wheelies. And I assume <laughs> that other people would do the same to my bike. Y yes and no. I mean. I've never made a secret that I'd never put any of my bikes up on either side. Mm -hmm. And that's got nothing to do with the professionalism of either outfit. It's just my relationship with my bikes. I mean, everybody knows about my relationship yeah. with motorcycles. I mean, there's even a T-shirt to commemorate it. Um, but conversely, if I ride somebody else's bike, I do t treat it with a greater amount of respect. I just, you know... My bikes are so much a part of me. I, I don't know. It, it's almost you know if I if I let a stranger loose on it, I'm okay with a with a friend riding a bike. Yeah, is that uh, like when I, I, get, I get you when Knock rode mine today and you came back and said, "Yeah, wouldn't let me really wheelie." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The traction control exactly. kept coming on. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. testing. I'll be honest. Here's the thing, though. I want to be able to rent a bike. When I go travel, therefore, I know I need to be a part of the the, the and system, and the, so I put my bikes up. That's the broader picture. You know, if I ever had something that was a little more stock, mm -hmm. I think I'd do it. Yeah. But if you think about the two bikes that I own, number one, the Guzzi is just completely custom-made, right. and I don't want to build it twice. Right. Secondly, yeah, you don't want if to do that, somebody right? was to drop the RF... 
Where the hell would I get panels yeah, yeah, you for that? Can't. You, but, you know, so there it is. No, really, this is, uh, and this is what I'm going to say uh, to our listeners. The number one reason that you should put your bike up for rent on, on a site like Rideshare, if you want a bike that's available for you to rent that's affordable, then you should also then supply a bike for someone else to rent. It's that simple. There's another very good reason. Because the more of us who do it, the more bikes there will be. We, right. There's a there's a, a guy in, in LA that started with one Ducati Monster and he's made so much money and, and he yeah. loves motorcycles so he has bought a second one and oh, a wow. third one. He has, oh. he has 15 motorcycles oh, now. What? All of his dream bikes. Yeah, BMW wow. DDS, Ducati Multistrada. You know, what do I feel like riding today? You know, he's, he's living the dream. He's making like, I think he, uh, he's going to make 7000 this month from all his bikes. So wow. like, it's not. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. Well, it's 15 bikes. So he has to, you know, has to pay for a lot of maintenance mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Yeah, so it's I'm not, sure you're not going to get rich from this, but you can but. definitely, you know, fuel your hobby. <laughs> you know, yeah. if I was smart, Jim. I would buy your FZ6 specifically, not even to ride it, just to maintain it well and put it and out there it out. Yeah. and rent it out. Mm. Just to be part of it. Because I agree. I mean, you've got to... You've re- if you want to go two places and rent a bike, you really need to be part of the solution and, well, and be prepared to, to rent them out yourself. Well, what's cool, I just I was imagining, like, where would I go like to rent a bike? And I'm like, let's say if I want to ride Tail the Dragon out in, like, Tennessee, whatever, North Carolina. So I looked in Asheville, Tennessee, like, what would be my choices there, right? So and it was actually really surprising, the variety. <laughs> so if I go there to ride Tail the Dragon, they'll have a Ducati Multistrada 1200 Pike Peak, Pikes Peak Edition. KTM RC 390, BMW F800 ST, Triumph Speed Triple, a Yamaha TZ20, a Yamaha mm. Tracer 900 GT, uh, the Harley Street Glide, which bitchin', and then a Honda <laughs> 599. But what an awesome variety of motorcycles that you get to choose from when you go places. Well, speaking of variety, because there are so many things available, I wanted to play a little game. <clears throat> so, um... You know, this is something we may not all have the perfect bike for everything. Yeah. And maybe there's a uh, sometime you want to rent a bike. For instance, the person renting my KLR wants to go out uh, to Babes Ride Out, which is kind of in the desert, and wanted uh, a better bike. She normally rides a Sportster. Right. KLR would be a better appropriate bike for that. So what we've all done is um, I've passed around a hat. We've all drawn some pieces of paper. And on it Can we look? is a scenario, one at a time, is a scenario that I'm going to have you read your scenario. And then each of you pick what you think might be the perfect bike for that uh, scenario. Let's start with bike. Scott. Scott, what do you have there? Okay. What does this say? <clears throat> Best bike for a high school reunion. Ooh. Stretch Busa. <laughs> That's the best bike. It's got to come out of Florida. Best oh, bike my. to show up to your high school reunion on. So, I don't that's know, a, something retro. One. I can tell you, I did show up to my high school reunion oh, the on, bike? My, on my Road King with the 18 I got it. ape hangers. Yeah, Get hold a on. bike from the year you graduated. <laughs> well, well, let Scott oh, answer yeah. it. Well, so, oh, sorry. I, yeah, I yeah, like Scott. Knox's answer. I didn't yeah? think oh, sorry, that. I didn't, yeah. okay. It's got a rumble. It's got a like, sound boss when you come rolling up. Rocket 3. <laughs> Rocket 3. It's got to uh. sound like 70s economy. You know I like sport tour things. I'm thinking Something yeah, like but big if, in like the the dresser RT or yeah. That means know. Emma's gonna show up on a whizzer. 
<laughs> oh. No, I'm actually, maybe I'd be all right. Look like Pee Wee Herman or something. I'm just, I am actually right. gonna show up on an oxen-drawn cart, <laughs> quoting okay. biblical verses. All right. So, knock. Which scenario do you have? Uh, best bike to ride in gay pride parade. Hey, hey. Yeah. which you have done. So, what is the perfect bike to go ride in gay pride? Trying to think of the gayest bike in the world. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> Stretch Busa with, with rainbow the rainbow lights. <laughs> <laughs> now, and a unicorn horn. Like a, now you know I love this bike. Uh, yeah. You know I viscerally love these things, but they are actually the gayest bike in the world. <laughs> oh. I want to hear it. Honda PC800. That's pretty fucking gay. You know, this just—it's got a trunk. Yeah. But but, but I want to know because you have her in, in the parade. What do you think is the ultimate show-off bike for the Pride Parade? Um, you know, it's it's that uh, man. That's a hard one. I don't know really. Super oh, Moto? is it? <coughs> is, it is it? Is it hard mm. when you think about the Gay Pride Parade? Yes. No. Is it hard? It made me move. <laughs> Uh, shit, I don't know. That's I uh, stretch boosa. <laughs> there's so many bikes on the uh, ones on the times I've gone there, and they're just all loud. Yeah, like I, I saw one fella ride uh, Honda fucking uh, Fury. No, it was uh, it's uh, it's uh, the road the road oh, going with okay. the fucking you know the, the uh, Goldwing. It was a Goldwing. <clears throat> wing. Okay. Yeah. You take a Goldwing. It was the fattest Goldwing I've right. ever seen. All right, yep. I'm going to go now. Uh, <laughs> best bike for a picnic in Yosemite. Mm. I thought you were going to say a picnic in your own pants. <laughs> and I'm going to say a stretched boosa. No, stretched um, boosa. <laughs> no, no, a picnic. So you edition. need something that has good luggage so you can carry your picnic. Africa, and, 14. Africa Twin. It's got to be bear proof. Mm. Africa Twin. Mm. Got to be. PC800 has got good. PC800 is good. And... and you're assume, presuming that you're taking a passenger with you. Yes. So a two-up bike. Um, no, let me go with... I'm just going to go wild card. Um, a Yamaha Venture. A Venture Royale with cheese. Yeah, why not? Mm. Why not? A Royale. Yeah, sure. Mm. With cheese. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, Bagel, what do you got? <clears throat> I have one that says, best bike to make love. Oh! oh. It's got to have a stand. be the <laughs> stretch boosa. <laughs> Depends how well endowed you are. No, 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 no because uh, well, it's got it's got the lowered seat height, you know. So yeah, so, but you got the romantic lighting. What do they require? Don't you want to have some, uh, like a bench seat as opposed to well, two different could. seat heights? He's thinking no, about bending someone over. This is going to suggest something about position too, right? Right. Well, sometimes the king and queen can give you that little bit of you know height advantage to get that right. Or something, you know? Wow. Really? That's like hardcore shit. Though. You know? Wow. Center stand or no? Are, are you speaking from experience? Uh, I, would, you know. I would think of like something like a Bonneville with a nice big yeah, bench seat. Yeah, flat seat. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could work. A Bonneville. Or, or like... Bonneville. Uh, Wait, what scooter would be the best one to make love on? Hmm. Probably like a Can-Am You're usually by yourself, so. You know? <laughs> Consider it a motorcycle. <laughs> no, a Vespa GT200 has a pretty good seat for that because it's it nice It kind of gives a new meaning to Roman. The uh, Piaggio yeah. three wheels so it doesn't fall over. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. Uh, well, 
you could do that. Greek one if you hang it. As way. long as you're not moving. Because <laughs> the three wheels are, are locked once it's parked. But that could be good. Although I will yeah. say sport bikes with the seat and then the tank goes up. Like, you know those things in the yeah. back mm-hmm. of the magazines, the wedge thing? Yeah. It's kind of got that working yeah, okay. for it. You can go. I know nothing ways. of okay. this. Okay. All right. <laughs> the wedge. <laughs> I thought that was a salad. It's, okay. a, it's a surf spot, actually. <laughs> All right, Emma. Liberator. You're, you, you got a thing to do, so you're going to go rent a bike on Rideshare. What what is it that you need a bike for? <clears throat> the best bike to ride to Daytona Bike Week. <laughs> oh, it's just like a bitch fell off T-shirt. That's all it is. It's <laughs> not, not an actual motorcycle. Now I know for sure many people trailer their bikes down to Daytona and then yes, ride them right. around. Yeah. So the, specifically, this is a bike that you can ride there. Listen, and I will. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I have yeah, not experience with Daytona, but back in 1997, wow. Hollister did the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. rally. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was a sea of Harleys everywhere, just a sea of Harleys everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing with less bikinis. Right. <laughs> what was Emma riding? A pretty little flat-track yellow Triumph Bonneville. Nice. Flat tracker. Hmm. And I got more looks on that hmm. bike than all the Harleys put together. And so many thumbs up. Because, hey, limey, limey bike, you know. <laughs> and people love Triumphs. So oh. the best bike to me to ride to Daytona Bike Week be anything classic, British, just little kick-ass Bonneville, maybe with a little bit of flat track styling. Wonderful. I think you got that because of you. Not just I'm, I'm going to say there's no such thing as a wrong answer, but that was a wrong answer. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Daytona Bike Week. It's all about the big twins. If it was an uh, XR750, you might get looks like an you actual know what? You know, XR. Like actually, cool. actually this is the right time to use that Busa. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, it's in the right stage. You would, an Indian. You wouldn't be alone. I know. All right, Guillermo, what do you got there? <clears throat> Best bike for AMA vintage days. Oh, do you know what this is? Um, honestly, no. This is, <laughs> this is when the American Motorcycle Association, who can be quite a conservative outfit, let their hair down for three days. It's it, pretty wild. It's a, a th- yeah three day rally in Ohio mm-hmm. and Pickerington, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, Pickerington. Uh, well, uh, no, 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 Lexington. Lexington, my bad. Pickerington is where the museum uh, yes. is. And it's at the Mid-Ohio Racetrack, and there's many different racing styles going on and camping, but it also can get very muddy. Here's a picture that, that'll kind of sum it up in one word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've seen pictures of that, of the races. You can get yeah. very muddy there, so you need a bike that you can use. And because it's such a large event, everyone uses motorcycles just to get around the event. Hmm. Uh, many people are using mini bikes, scooters, dirt bikes. Oh. So what bike... Uh, that's available for rent on Rideshare. Are you going to take to AMA Vintage Days? So it doesn't have to be vintage. It does not have to be vintage. Hmm. But you kind of want to ride a vintage one, right, just to fit in. Vintage, vintage is <laughs> pretty cool. Or vintage looking yeah. is always appropriate. But I, I do recommend something that you can ride in the mud yeah. in the campgrounds. Yeah. Hungover. Like I, I would say mm. the Busa is the opposite of what you would take. <laughs> Although that guy had the 752 stroke mini bike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so what what bike are you gonna take? I would think a, a, a scrambler that has you know uh, mm-hmm. their tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
triumph for Ducati. I don't care. But like, yeah. that way they look, they look. Vintage. I think the triumph would go off, go better there. Yeah, triumph scramble, like good, good. Call. I'd go with that. I would yeah. go with that if you entered into a race, like if you did the hair <laughs> scramble on it. Well, like, to enter a race, it has to be actually vintage, right? So it have to be <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> Oh. No, some of the races are just in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yes. Jim, Jim was in cart. one of those races, and he got passed by a guy on a Bergman scooter holding a beer with a prosthetic <laughs> leg and a blow-up sex doll on the back. For real? Just a guess for real. But I beat the guy on the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. What do you mean? How did he beat you? How? How? He was drunker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More practice. Um, oh, man. So, all right, that was a good one. So, Jim, what scenario do you have here to rent a bike? Mine's kind of the least exciting, but uh, the best bike to ride to Alaska. Ooh. Ooh. So I, that would be a stretch PC-800. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With ice tires. So, I would say Africa Twin, but no, I think the obvious choice is the GSA. Yep. Yeah. Or Tiger. Yeah. I mean, we know the yeah, motor man just did it. Do it. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. basically, or you're all with a sidecar. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. if you got a pet bear, the bear can ride in the sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I nice. think motor man. He was on a Exploder, the big one, twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great. So, adventure bike. I wanted to take a second um, to uh, talk about. Um, Preparation and inspection. Because I think this is something that's important. If you are going to put your bike up for rent, you need to be extra diligent, like I am becoming, because I have people renting my bike, so I'm changing out stuff you and checking it. You 40 years to work on oh it. What my are you God. talking about? Mm-hmm. You need to make sure you have prepared your bike so it is safe for somebody. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, if you are renting a bike, you need to know what to look for so that you can do a good inspection and make sure that the bike you're taking out is going to be safe. Right. So, Emma, let's first talk about preparation. What are What's the checklist of things to do if you are going to be renting your bike out? So, look, um, the easiest way, and this doesn't just apply to if you're renting your bike out or if you're going to rent a bike. You should be doing this regularly mm-hmm. on your bike. I mean, these are fundamental checks. I always say... If you want to do a complete inspection of your bike, get a method going. And it's five minutes out of your day. It's going to sound a lot more complex, me saying it, than actually doing it. This is five minutes out of your day, and it can keep you alive. Indeed. So it's start at the front and work your way back. Are the handlebars bolted on tight? Pull the front brake on. Rock the bike backwards and forwards. Does it go clunk, clunk, clunk? If it goes clunk, 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 figure out where it's clunking from. Might be the steering head bearings. Easiest way is just put your finger by the top triple tree, pull the brake on, and push it backwards and forwards. If you can feel the movement, the steering head bearings are shot or need adjustment. Move further down the forks. Are they leaking? Hmm. You know, if the fork seals are pissing out, it's going to dribble all over your brake calipers, and we'll come to that. So move further down the forks. Look at the brake rotors themselves. Look at the brake pads. Is there any brake pad left? Look at the brake hoses. Are the brake hoses just nasty and stiff? Look at the brake unions. Is everything bolted on the bike? Look at the wheel. Most bikes these days have cast wheels. You know, there's still a resurgence to wire spoke wheels. Just grab a few spokes, you know? Are they loose? How's the tyre look? Does it look flat? 
I mean, the mechanic in me saying, before you even go out, get a tyre pressure gauge yeah, on that tyre. You should, but at the worst, just kick it with your heel. And That's what Yuri does. Yeah. He can tell within like two pounds what the pressure is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just get to know the bike. And the, so now you've done the front end, and this is one minute of your time. Mm-hmm. Even describing all of that, it's just taken you one minute. Mm-hmm. Work your way back. Is the engine peeing oil out everywhere? Well, guess what? If it is, you better check the level. You've got two choices. It may have a dipstick. It may have a window in the side. But the rules are the same. The bike has to be upright, the oil's got to be dropped down into the pan, and the bike's got to be on a level surface. Mm -hmm. Read the oil in the window or read it on the dipstick. Move further back. You know, does everything bolted on the bike, does anything look like it's hanging off? Just grab a footrest, grab a brake pedal, give it a wiggle. Move to the back of the bike. Look at the back suspension, whether it's a monoshock in the middle or twin shocks. Is it leaking oil? Does it look like it's hanging off the bike? Mm. Grab the rear wheel. If you're looking at the wheel and pretend it's a clock, grab the wheel at at nine o'clock and wrench it from side to side. Do the bearings feel good? Do the swing arm bearings feel good? And just look over the bike. Look at the chain. Look at the sprockets. Look at the rear disc. Look at the rear brake pads. Very fundamental stuff. But you'd be surprised how many bikes came in for service at the dealership. Mm-hmm. 10 PSI in the front tyre <clears throat> 15 PSI in the front tyre Ducati's coming down for their first service with no oil in them oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> believe the last, me last what? service too <laughs> believe me if you you should bring your bike in for its first service at 600 miles but if you neglect to and come in at maybe 1000 1500 miles and you've used it hard mm-hmm. you're going to burn through that braking oil very very quickly oh, yeah i'm like thinking like, and the problem exacerbates itself because if your bike gets one quart low on oil mm-hmm. just using more it's oil. running hotter yeah mm-hmm. and because it's running hotter now it's using more oil yeah more of the more of the distillates in the oil are being evaporated mm-hmm. so it's getting through more oil so these are fundamental that's checks and we're using boom. it as a platform now to talk about preparing your bike for sale that's uh, ca- for rent or what you should. But these are these are checks you should be doing on your bike every day anyway. That's it's kinda wild that like a, a bike coming in for a six hundred mile service has almost no oil in it. Like that's crazy. Well, I it didn't say be, it was right? at six hundred miles. Or whatever the first hundred miles. Oh yeah. times that maybe. <laughs> More often than you think. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> People think service doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's ignorant. Scott. A question for you. So in your insurance policies with Riders Share, how much coverage does the person providing the bike get? Uh, you get $15,000 in damage to a motorcycle or theft. So we are, currently we ask people to lease motorcycles that are worth $15,000 or less. Although we, we plan to expand that pretty soon to up to 20000 or twenty five, maybe. Mm. <clears throat> and how about and the, riders, the, the owner's liability? So that, what, that we take care of completely. So... We, uh, there's a law called the Grave Amendment protecting uh, com- uh, owners like car rental companies or motorcycle rental companies against excess liability. So basically what, how it works is that as long as we uh, comply with the minimum requirements and offer the renter the option to purchase supplemental liability, then that's all the, that's the other responsibility required from the owner of the motorcycle. So if uh, liability exceeds those limits, then they're not mm-hmm. responsible. 
So we supply set minimums and give the renters the option to purchase up to a million dollars, and that's the, and that fulfills the Graves Amendment requirements. So if somebody goes out there and worst case kills himself on a bike I'm renting, <clears throat> that limits my my uh, exposure. That's for third party liability, right? So yeah. if they kill somebody and okay. it's, and it's yeah two million dollar lawsuit, you you are your exposure is very limited. Uh, the renter would be liable. So um, I would like to say. Uh, now you're renting a bike, right? And I would like to say here. So here's the things that I do. I go to rent a bike. Uh, kick the tires. Make sure that the pressure's right. The old close. Check the oil level. Yes. Make sure that there's oil in the window. Check the lights. Yes. Make sure you have Mirror. brake tail light. Um, but also something I do is I check the levers. So depending upon how much you're going to be riding it, first of all, are they adjusted to where they work for me? Um, but also, you know, are they stiff? And there are some bikes that are very hard for you to pull on. Oh, sure. And you don't want to go out there and do a lot of riding on something that is really uncomfortable and mm. is going to hurt. So um, for me, it's making sure it's comfortable. Also, when I've rented bikes, I've taken um, a tank bag and a phone mount because you don't always know that those things are going to be available on there and I want to make sure it's comfortable for me. You can ask. So there is a interesting abbreviation that I learned when I was an MSF a while ago. It's called T-clocks. Yeah. Oh. T-tires. C-controls. L-lights. O-oil. C-chassis. Just check your chassis. See what's going on over there. And S-stands, which is, you know, your your kickstand. If, they, if it's in good working order, if the kickstand switches work, right. it's it, stand. It, it, it boils down to a fundamental thing. I mean, everybody here knows I com- I'm a commercial driver. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you're a commercial driver, especially if you drive heavy stuff, you don't just get in and drive it. You report for mm-hmm. work, and this is all paid half an hour before you start. Mm-hmm. And you go over that vehicle with a fine-tooth comb, or if you're a decent commercial driver, you do. It's called a pre-trip inspection. Mm-hmm. And you've got to do it every trip. Sometimes you do it twice in a day because you're driving two separate vehicles. And you you have a method, and you check everything to the lug nuts to the valve caps to the tread on the tire and when you're tested if you flunk the pre-trip inspection you flunked your license goddamn you have to do that pre-trip inspection a hundred percent you're only allowed to drop a couple Hmm. and this is a big three-axle vehicle you got lives in your hands exactly but the most important life in your hand is your own and ultimately, you're responsible for that when you're on a motorbike. Yeah. If you run the tire pressures low in your Prius, well, guess what? It's going to handle a bit more funny than normal. <laughs> if you run your tire pressures low on your bike, <clears throat> the potential is a lot more serious. Yeah, develop a relationship with your motorcycle. Absolutely. Well, I call it you know, laying on the hands. Mm, I mean, yeah, I yeah. really have a marriage with all of my bikes. Yep. And they treat me very, very well. There's no secret <laughs> that mm-hmm. when people ride my bikes... They always say, God, that thing's bitching. It's Hmm. not because I ride great bikes, but I take good care of them. And so they they ride very, very nicely because I make sure that Mm -hmm. I keep everything just so. Well, and also, we didn't mention, but because there's assholes like me, check the chain. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Here's the thing we have to remember. Not 
everybody works on their bikes. Right. They don't know how to do these things, but all of these things we said, kick the tires. You don't have to know what the tire pressure should be, but make sure a squishy tire got, feels like and, a and with the chain, tire. kick it with your toe and see if there's a lot of slack or I'm slap just, in it, you know? There's a bare minimum of some kind of personal time and commitment when you yep. ride a motorcycle. I understand that you don't work on your bikes, but you should at least know T-clocks Yeah, but at baseline, yeah. you know? One thing I wanted to add is that uh, now we require people to self-report when was the last time that they did an old ch- a service to their bike. Mm. And, oh, if it's, and if it's yeah. over over to, oh, you know, shit, over nine I'm months, <laughs> if it's over nine months ago, then you know it, it won't let them proceed with the listing. Mm. And it's basically to remind them that twelve months without a service is too much. Of course, that, uh, we cannot really require people to upload like a receipt because most people do their own services. Right. So yeah. so yeah. We, so we just. We're just going with self-reported. Do you send a tires. reminder to people then? We're going to start doing that. Yeah, now. I like that. So now we have that data. I need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so like every, every every so often, every six months, we're going to start sending an email like, hey. You know, you, like Guillermo, you could also make mm-hmm. a relationship with one of these companies that makes software for tracking your motorcycle maintenance. And say that's some kind of a premium feature. It's like, hey, you mm. can use this free maintenance tracker. Which companies are tracking <clears throat> motorcycle maintenance? I oh, I know. could look it up. I mean, there's apps and stuff like that. But you know, that's great. it brings up a very, yeah. very valid point to people who are renting bikes from this. There are so many advantages to renting a bike from <laughs> a site like this. But one of the disadvantages is the bike itself may not be maintained theoretically somebody can say oh i do all the maintenance on my own bike and they do a terrible job (laughs) so if you're gonna go down this route you know as as nox says just learn how to check the basics so that when you go to rent a bike you can actually figure out is this a well-maintained bike or isn't it conversely just because you're renting from a dealer it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a well-maintained bike. I know a couple of this dealerships <laughs> who put the most crappy bikes they've got in the rental fleet and maintain them just enough so they don't get sued. But they're terrible bikes. Mm-hmm. So i got a question for you. Uh, somebody's traveling often doesn't have enough room in their luggage to take a helmet and a jacket and all the stuff. Is gear available? On your site, yes, uh, you have the option as, nice. a, as a motorcycle owner to list gear for rent, and uh, but we recognize that a lot of people just have one helmet, one size. Mm-hmm. So uh, starting in August the third, we're gonna uh, st- uh, we're partnering with a company to ship gear to people that need it. What? 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 Hmm? Goddamn! Cool. Wow. <laughs> so um, if I was to offer gear, do I? Is that just thrown in with the bike, or am I able to offer gear for rent as well? Uh, you can. Uh, Either you can offer mm-hmm. it for extra money or mm-hmm. for free. What's it, what's it worth to rent a helmet and a jacket and gloves? Depends how sweaty you are as a person. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know, at Rich Oliver Mystery School, they they wash the gear, even the helmets. They put a big bucket of soapy water mm-hmm. between classes. Yeah, really. I've, mm-hmm. I've shampooed mm-hmm. out helmets like for years now. And it doesn't damage the, the helmet. I know. I mean, it's, oh. you know, it's got to protect you, wet or dry, cold or hot, right? So you just make sure you dry it fast enough; it doesn't get stanky inside. Hmm. There you go. So, um, do you rent bikes yourself on Rideshare? Yeah, my my own bike is currently rented out. To, uh, my, my Yamaha Hexa 900 makes me a lot of money, man. Like, oh, that's the Yamaha. Yeah, the 900. Uh, we saw those were at the test rides. 
That was I think, a good one. Uh, did you ride one of those? The XSR, which one? Yeah. The XSR 900. Yeah. I've ridden them before. Yeah, they're they're super fun bikes, easy to ride. Yeah, so but they cool look too. They're like yeah. that's what things are like when it's nice because I rented that bike and it's kind of cool when you have a bike people like check out. They're like whoa, and it's kind of a neat looking bike like that. <laughs> so I'm curious, how long have you been riding? Uh, about uh, seven years. Seven years. Nice. Yeah. How many bikes have you had? Uh, two Harleys, one Kawasaki, one Ducati, and Diamaha right now. So what was the biggest mistake? Which one did you do you regret? All of them except Diamaha. So far, Diamaha. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my Kawasaki, Ninja to 50 to learn a bike. Oh, yeah. Good, good. I, but I bought it used, and uh, one time the engine just died on me and I crashed. Uh, yeah, But it took it to a shop and it was back and running. I don't know. I, I never knew what mm. happened to that bike. Mm. But eventually I totaled it and I broke my hand. Oh no. Mm. I have metal plaque here, but that's mm. how I discovered that rentals are like super expensive. And <laughs> that's how I got me started with ridership like way back when. And then I owned uh, a couple of Harleys. First, uh, again, I was a relatively new rider, so I, I got the, uh, the Street 750. Oh, okay. And they, the Harley Davidson dealerships did not know about like liquid cooling. So like that bike, yeah, that bike didn't. After the first service, it, it just stopped turning on. It, it wouldn't work. And, oh jeez! No, and no. Uh, you know, I took it in there. They had it for two months. They replaced the engine, and then they found out. Oh shit! It was just low on coolant. <laughs> like, what's all this water in here for? Yeah. That's not right. It was, yeah, it was pathetic. You got water engine in the engine. That's your problem. <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I felt you know, it's not very fast, and it's not. All these bigger guys, all these guys in their bigger Harleys that look at me like I'm like yeah, nobody. Yeah. I'm gonna get a real Harley, but hmm. at the same time, I don't, I don't like air cooled engines. Yeah. So I got a Vera. Perfect. Awesome. That's the sexiest bag I've seen in my life, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at that bag and it gave me a boner. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the, it, I got it used. The prior owner had like Batman uh, mirrors on it. He uh-huh. had customized the shit out of it. It was so sexy. Girls loved it. I would. Put, <laughs> you, you, when you rev it, it vibrates a lot. In the back seat, <laughs> I learned it works really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that bike also, I did all my services every three thousand miles, like you know, like a good, like you're supposed to. And and after like five thousand miles, it died on me. While oh my God. I was like, I was coming back from my date, I was so getting late, and and then it died on me, and they had to wait for all the assistance two hours, and like uh, it was a war. Yeah, it was. Uh, so you yeah. are the reason you offer good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what can happen. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm very well aware. But it's also like, <clears throat> I you know before I started a business, I poured all, all over all these statistics on on uh, you know accidents and motorcycle deaths. You'd be surprised. About yeah. two thirds are caused by involved DUIs or not wearing a helmet or like yeah. if people ride safe like like fucking normal per- people, like it's not that risky. I mean, it's still extremely yeah. risky, but it's not that risky to ride a motorcycle. I did the math. And in California, is you live in LA where, where traffic is terrible, and, uh, and because lane splitting is legal, mm-hmm. the amount of time that you save from lane splitting yeah. is higher than the amount of time you will lose from dying young. Times <laughs> multi- adjusted, yeah. adjusted yeah, yeah, yeah. by the probability of actually dying. Yeah, yeah drive so. fast and minimize your exposure time. That's what we teach. <laughs> 
so, so I'll, just, I'll accept that answer. I don't, I don't know. Uh, ride as fast as possible. <laughs> fast. Okay. I don't know. I like, I like your math. Not too fast. So yeah. you are in luck right now mm. because in this room, you've got an amazing brain trust here. Mm. And we are known yeah, for being that. able to help people out and tell them how they can do something better than how they're doing. Oh, yes. Whether you like it or not. Perfect. Before we go there, mm-hmm. let, let me tell you what we're going to do. Okay, what are we going to do? You know how the car industry has transformed itself from making cars to the mobility industry? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. We're going to do the same to motorcycle industry, except motorcycles are not really mobility. We're going to turn it into the experience industry, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Mm. All right. So, like, friendly. yeah, because we, we, what we found out in the car, in the, in the car industry is that young people are, were not buying cars because they cannot afford them. Right. Once you control for income, it turns out, like, young people were buying more cars and nicer cars, you know, like, mm. a lot of sport cars. Interesting. And, and, I, and I figured, you know, this is probably the same with motorcycles. Like, uh, you, they're usually a second vehicle. In most states, you cannot use them to commute to work because mm-hmm. it rains. So, like, it's really a toy, right? Right. It is a yeah. recreational vehicle. Exactly. Na- 95% of people in the U.S. do yeah. not commute on their motorcycles, you know? Yeah. Well, for us, it's a lifestyle. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is it's like the blood in our veins. It's an experience. Day, so, I want to know, mm-hmm. what is your current slogan? Oh, yeah, we need help with that. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're, we're in between so two. Sometimes we use the better way to rent your ride. Okay. Because it goes both ways. So riders share the better way to rent your ride. All right, what's the other choice? Where will you ride? Where will you ride? Yes. Riders share. Where will you ride? I like like them both. Can't you put them together? I think we can come up with something better, you guys, don't you? <laughs> I think you Write a share. <laughs> They're great. Uh, no, hang on. You no, no, no. used that one already. Yeah. Right? I think you have to hire Eliza as your spokesman. How about this? Writer's share where your up the butt bike lives. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means. No. We're, we will get to that soon. <laughs> up the butt? How about yes, writer, writer's share? I suck toes. No, you're not. No, that's the Craigslist personals, man. (laughs) That's like uh, adult services. (laughs) Rider share when you want to impress your date. Rider share. Rent something. Sit on something thrilling. (laughs) (laughs) Sit on something you normally can't afford. I got one. Everywhere, anywhere. Rider share. Ooh, that's not bad. Oh, and it rhymes as well. I work yeah. in marketing. That's right. Rider share. Wrap Everywhere your legs around something anywhere. different. <laughs> I, I, I like that one. <laughs> oh, man. Grip it and rip it. <laughs> Clench oh, it and stench it. Clench it and stench it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, goodness. Wow. No, that we have used that one before. Yeah, we have used that one. Let's see. How about something like um, Rider Share, where your dreams come true? Hmm. Too generic. Sorry. Okay. That sounds like you're getting a mortgage, things. man. Uh, yeah. The right. Uh, Two. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm kind of going with Nas. What, what did I say again? Underground, Get overground, right. wombling free or something? Something like that. <laughs> anywhere, everywhere, anywhere. Isn't that Any t- redundant? No, what did I say? I forgot. I already Everywhere, forgot. Everywhere, anywhere. I'm a little drunk. Shouldn't yeah. it be anytime, anywhere? 
That's what I said. Was that, was that what That's I not said? what you said. Is that so, what you meant to say? Everywhere, anytime, something No, like it was that. anytime, everywhere, rider right share. share. Because it's mm. rhymes. It's yeah. not bad, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Exactly. Yeah. How about two wheels, two wheel freedom? No? Mm. Yeah. Okay, maybe we're not. He's so like, happy. nah, I'm just going to go Stick home. With now. <laughs> Stick with what you got. Stick with what you got. No, whatever. wait a minute. Freedom for hire. Right a share. Ooh. Freedom good. for hire. Freedom Ooh. for hire. Right a share. Right. Yes. Now you see, now we're. Because yeah. the, the British say for hire, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Americans say it too. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Well then. Cool. You got options. <laughs> or you, you could do, options. or you could do, you know, freedom for rent. Right a share. Freedom Ooh. for rent. You know, it's the same thing. No, higher sounds nicer than rent. Well, it's great. It sounds posher, darling. It does. Is it? I'm going to. I'm. I'm. I'm going to hire out my Bentley, as opposed to I'm running out my Cadillac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a subtle difference, darling. Actually, I it wanted to, to ask you, like, what, um, what would you like us to do in the future? Because in addition to aggregating hmm, okay. people for oh, give us free stuff. That's that's no. the ultimate goal of any people who come on the bus. Just give us all free stuff. I will. Thank but, you. But uh, <coughs> like for example, we could aggregate. Uh, right, we have a lot of people that try to rent a bike and don't have motorcycle license. Mm. We need to yeah. send them somewhere, you know, so we could uh, aggregate on, uh, teachers on the platform. And ultimately, that's going to mm. be the best thing for you because you can't do everything, but you can make it as easy as possible for people who say haven't got any experience with motorcycling. They can just visit your website and you can navigate them through the process of actually getting a motorcycle license very easily. In my experience, and it doesn't just apply to biking, it applies to everything. The hardest part of any journey is the first step. Mm. Where do I go? Who do I talk to? What exactly. do I do? It's the hardest part of any journey. So if people go to your website with no experience of riding a motorcycle and you've laid out very, very easily with recommended places that they can gain experience on a bike so they can go out and rent their stretch Hayabusa. By the way, guess how old our users are? Well, I'm, I'm sure it's across the board. I've, you've already kind of oh. let the cat out of the bag. You, 45. The, well, no, I think you've got some younger ones because of the scramblers, because that's a younger <laughs> person's bike. The median age is 25. Wow. See, I knew it was going to be young. Yeah. Because of the Scramblers. It's a young person's bike. Very good. Knowing that the Scrambler is the most popular. If the medium age was 50, it'd be a Multistrada. (laughs) It would be a Harley. Or a Harley. Yeah, depending on whoever. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. So we're thinking that we can do a lot of, you know, right now, if you're 25 years old and you want to find a group of people to ride with, you go to Facebook Meetup and. Right. And every, you know, and everyone there is a baby boomer, you know. Yeah. So uh, they don't relate because it's different age. They're they're thinking about beer and getting laid, so, not divorced, so, you know. So the obvious and, thing uh, is, ride a share. Yeah, it's it's a means of it's a business, but you can actually also make it a social place where want people to make it come, a community. Yeah. Right, exactly, where people can actually come and hang out with like-minded individuals, and they can offer support for people who are just starting out, just like we do. You like the idea? Yeah, I love it. Hmm. So. I can tell you some ideas I have. <clears throat> oh boy, I, I here think, we go. No, 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 this is a good one. Actually. Uh, 
I think people may have trouble trusting that the person they're renting the bike from has done proper maintenance, let's say. Mm. Also, you have people who, who don't really trust somebody. It's their baby. Like It becomes an awkward situation right. when you're dealing directly with the owner and renter. Um, I would think that if you could throw in a third party that would be like a local dealership or mechanic that you're renting from, and knowing that that third person, party did an inspection... And that you're not dealing with the actual owner, but you're dealing with somebody that you immediately trust. Like charge them a premium for a certified inspections list or something? Something like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it because it was kind of sort of a secret, but we do plan to aggregate dealerships in addition to it, it, people. It, it, or even an independent. Mm. That would be so in my wheelhouse. Especially because, independence. Yeah, yeah it, because that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Somebody could drop off their rental with me knowing that as with all bikes that Miss Emma plays around with, it'll be well taken care of. Well, I'll do all the inspections, and then when somebody comes to rent, they don't deal with the owner who's mm-hmm. like, oh, don't do this. Mm-hmm. They're just, this bike is in perfect condition. I just did the tire pressure, just set the chain. It's good to go, and that's it. Exactly. Um, and not to mention, like, we, most of us work. Sure. And somebody's on vacation. They want to come by, rent it uh, Monday at, you know, 9.30 a.m. It's like, well, I'm yeah. not going to be there. I'm going to be at work. <laughs> so having uh, the third-party option seems obvious, but also it takes out the emotional part of it because the motorcycle is a very emotional uh, yeah. thing for each of us. So if you put a middle person that's a trusted person, but that also then provides an opportunity that for that shop to maybe rent gloves and <laughs> gear and stuff, it seems. And sell the gear, right? <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> and the other thing that I, I mentioned that I would like to see that I think that you do is I would like to make an offer. If somebody's got a bike and maybe they want $100 a day and I want to say like, I'd like it for five days, but I'm only willing to pay 350 Would you take it or not? And you say that you can do that, yes? Correct. So uh, on our platform, unlike Turo or GetAround, uh, you can send a message before you pay or book the motorcycle for that stuff. Also, because it's motorcycles. So uh-huh. it's, sometimes you need to know, do you have a back seat or mm-hmm. what right. size is your helmet, uh, what brand, because I need to know two different brands of helmets have different sizes, right? Like yeah, a medium fit. icon is not the same as a medium built, you know? Yeah. And uh, you also want to ask, uh, I don't know, uh, there's so many little things, you know? What, uh-huh. what Can your saddle like fit my, lap, fit my laptop? You know, like right. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we we did this against the advice of uh, I've interviewed like thirty executives from Airbnb, Outdoorsy, Uber, Lyft, Get Around, all of those companies for you know to learn best practices, and they all told me not to do messages. Yeah, right. Airbnb is like it was a mistake. We're trying to slowly take it away. Hmm. Uh, Turo is like we did it in the early days. It was a big mistake. To us, it's it's huge because. Uh, mm-hmm. For, because of those reasons and because it also helps us tell which motorcycles have been sold you know because if, if somebody's not answering messages then we can just take it out from the website mm-hmm. so Scott you have a question I did um, I was thinking first of all just a comment that one of the advantages of having a network like yours is if you're going to a rural area where there's not any other place to rent or very few you've got a lot more variety and also just commenting that um Having a third-party service it will make the service more expensive because now you get to charge more to cover one more set of hands. All helpful idea. True. 
Yeah, but I th I think ultimately that'd be worth it. I don't think if if you had a dedicated third party, I mean, ultimately, if this thing was to get big, you could have people whose only function is not to be a motorcycle dealership, is just to take care of rentals. Well, and the, the if if you're pushing out a hundred rentals coming in and out every day, you could charge a very very small amount, say twenty bucks a bike, hmm. and if you're putting a hundred rentals out a day, which is not all that hard guess what you've just made two grand in a day well, there's a, there's one little problem with that and it's that motorcycle rentals are very seasonal no, oh, exactly. Yeah. Nobody likes to render in the winter, right? Right. Yeah. So if you have brick and mortar rent electricity employees to be exclusively dedicated to managing rentals, then that's why renting from yeah, but that's, so that's, that's largely true of the motorcycle industry in general. A lot of people in the we've always been very lucky in California because yeah. we have year-round riding, but a lot of the places in the Midwest, you do the whole we're going to make hay while the sun shines, and they make buku bucks spring, summer, and fall, and then make nothing in the winter. But winter time's time for sprucing up the dealership, building the bikes out of boxes, you know, and not making money, but getting yourself ready for money-making season. Yeah. And that's been how de motorcycle dealerships have worked in You're, other parts of the country yeah. for a long, long time. And just because it's a dedicated rental place, you know, you can make decent money in the summertime and guess what it dies in the winter well when you're filling out your tax form at the end of the year and you take the overall picture yeah it's <coughs> not so bad I, th I think you're right but also if people use existing assets you know like that my dealership's already there for selling motorcycles oh, sure. like would you sit fuels or rent them out my house is, has a big garage you might as well turn it into a rental shop then that's how we Exa make it yeah, more just, affordable. Just, yeah. you just use existing stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so too. If you buy a brand new motorcycle for, for renting out, it's going to depreciate, you know? No, but sure. if it's if it's a five years old and only has 10,000 miles, like, I mean, adding miles might actually increase the value, you know? like it's. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's how so, we make it affordable. Um, so we look forward to seeing what changes as the whole industry grows. There are going to be changes. There are going to be improvements. Another reason to go to um, a third party is I've I, you travel with somebody. And I've done this where we're trying to figure out, all right, you're going to have to take a car there. And I'm going to have to take a car over there, this part of town. And having a central location where bikes can be dropped off when you have multiple sources renting um, could be really helpful, too. Absolutely. And so, on that note, yeah. in the car industry, they have this uh, app called Your Mechanic mm. that they go to your house to do inspections and oil changes. Hmm. We don't have something like that in the motorcycle industry. And mm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, if we keep growing at the rate that we've been growing, we, we could easily start one of Dude, those. Dude, build the like app. Emma, yeah. will, Emma will do it. I mean, There's your mechanic right there. <laughs> we're, we're growing so quickly, it's crazy, man. Like, we, we added wow. 600 bikes last month. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man, like, it's... Just a reminder. Yeah. Let's tell everyone the website. Riders-share.com. Thank you. Not right. rider. Riders. <laughs> Plural. So um, we got a quick announcement. Scott, you have something to share. Yeah, I was delighted to see uh, an email today that uh, Moto Guild, who probably many of you know about if you're in the Bay Area, yeah, they're in the Treasure Island in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a do-it-yourself motorcycle repair shop, and uh, they do, let's see, workstation rental classes on motorcycle maintenance. Mm -hmm. Very cool. 
and repair as well as parts, accessories, and gear stuff. They have recently changed ownership, are being picked up by Bay Area Motorcycle Training, one of my employers. That's oh, awesome, because I knew that they were for sale, and we didn't know who was going to buy it, if anyone. Yep. Mm. Name, location, everything stays the same, just different ownership. Okay. Fantastic. That's great. They have a future. Yay. Nice. Um, knock. You have an email you can read? I do. It's called Need Help! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Need help. Oh, we're here to help. <laughs> uh, from our friend Matthew. <clears throat> Matthew? It says, uh, hello, good morning, my fellow two-wheel deviants. It's Matthew <laughs> Curran from Oregon. He oh, says, yeah. hello, Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Yeah. Matthew. He says he's got an 08 Versus with 27K. Good. Uh, it says it's got a funky, it's developed a funky feeling in the ass end and not the fun kind. Mm. Uh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, for about the last 200 miles or so, the back end felt like I was riding on a flat. Uh, it won't hold a straight line going down the road. Ugh. It wiggles in the lane like it has a flat. Oh, you've collapsed, this... a, whale, you've collapsed a whale bearing, darling. Oh, wow. and, but it, the tires are both new, perfect. Air pressure's only 2,000 miles on them. Uh, the bike, the, the tires he has are Dunlop Road Smart 3s. They're not cupped? Well, let me, let me get to this. Yeah. Uh, at first, it was a slight feeling, but it's gotten worse. Oh. After riding yesterday, I parked it, and I can't, still can't figure it out. Uh, and it says, uh, he's hope, hoping he's just got a bad tire. No, but that's but an easy test. Be? That's an easy test if it's a bearing. Well, it, yeah, he's asking, is it the swing arm bearings, wheel bearings? Okay, I'm I'm gonna, well, let's go through the test. Well, hold, let me tell you what he went through first. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, uh, things I've checked. Tire pressure, good. Yes. Wheel alignment, adjustment made no difference. Chain tension, adjustment made no difference. Rear tire seems to have no obvious cupping or bubbles. Okay. Wheel right. bearings looked and felt fine when I changed the tires. All the love, Matt. So, what do we? What do you go? You think we just check the bearings again, or? Okay. Wait? So here's the here's the proper test. You've got to get the back end of the bike off the ground. Mm. And um, <coughs> six fifty versus have mm. a center stand. No, mm, I don't think so. Okay, so it's jack under the exhaust pipe or whatever. Um, but you don't want to prop it up by the swing arm. Right. You want to prop it up under the engine so the swing arm's free. So you're looking at the rear wheel. You are looking at the rear wheel, and let's say you're on the right side of the bike. So if you think of the rear wheel as a clock, to check the swing arm bearings, you grab the back wheel at its rearmost point, so that would be 9 o'clock, mm -hmm. and just pull and push as hard as you can. Towards the front of the bike. No, side to side. side to side. Side to side, so towards you and away from you. <clears throat> and okay. put all your strength into it. If you feel nothing, the chances are the swing arm bearing is good. If you feel something, what you need to do is go to the swing arm pivot and put your finger so that half of your finger rests on the front edge of the swing arm and half of it is on the frame. And then if you do the same, it's kind mm -hmm. of a stretch, you'll just feel that tiny bit of movement in your finger. Mm -hmm. If there is movement, before you despair, Get a wrench on this on the axle, because I have come across so many bikes. Oh, the swing arm bearings are shot, and the swing arm pivot, the axle itself mm -hmm. is loose, mm. Mm. and they need to be done up <clears throat> tight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's something to check. Now the wheel bearings, you check at a slightly different point. You grab the wheel at twelve o'clock and mm. six o'clock. Right. So at the top and the bottom. And you kind of, it's a weird action. You simultaneously push with your top mm -hmm. hand and pull with your bottom hand. And then you reverse it and kind of rock the wheel backwards and forwards um, towards you. 
if there's any play at all, your bearings are shot. Yeah. Um, you think he could have blown a shock? No. No? I think what he might have done, although it breaks my heart to say, he might have missed out a spacer. Ooh. Yeah, when he had the back well, wheel out, there is a... You, oh, it will develop. Yeah. There is a spacer that goes between... There's there's a, um, a, a bearing that sits in the middle of the sprocket. And then there's a bearing that's hidden behind it mm. that's kind of behind the cush drive. Yeah. And then there's a weird stepped... Um, spacer that goes between the two. So they have three bearings in the rear? Yes. All bikes do. Yeah. All bikes do, darling. You have two in the wheel and one in the sprocket. Sprocket, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what happens if you you pull the sprocket off and lay it down, that spacer falls off and everybody forgets about it. Mm -hmm. You put it back on and you tighten the wheel up and it'll sort of tighten up but not quite as well as before and you're crushing the washer, you're crushing the washer. Mm -hmm. But as that washer, now you've got a lot of side loading on that bearing and as it breaks up the wheel can start moving side to side yeah so um i was always that'd be my best guess on those bikes because the the rear shock is side mounted not center mounted yeah if that is more likely to cause okay no because the the swing arm is so tough on that bike i mean it's a super bracing it's a big ass swing arm you know um i i i don't think swing arm bearings are gonna be going on they will if they, no they will if they're loose something uh, yeah, is okay. loose okay something is backed off and like i said if i was a betting woman there's a there's a spacer missing from from yeah. the rear wheel okay. when the tire got put on so matt yeah let us know uh yeah stump- this is a mystery to us let's see if you stumped the chumps yeah It'd be good and there to know isn't what that anything else. Um, what if he has a broken subframe? It's unlike oh, you know the. I think they're single unit, right? The they're main loops up. of those bikes are so frigging. Strong. I'm just trying to think yeah. of anything else. It might be that you most people wouldn't think to check. That's yeah. all, right? Um, I can tell you that on on mine from new, there are times that I have. hit that rear shock so hard that I felt the rear end kind of flex and it felt like the rear kind of twisted a little bit. Right. So, um, and that's on a new bike. So it it was a weird sensation I've not felt on other bikes. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be something that is loose. if, If it's that bad, it's going to be obvious. Okay. Yeah. Bagel. Yes. You got an email to read. I do. And this is from uh, Mike Poppy. It's titled KLRs in the Fly. Uh, Mike writes, Howdy, Misfits. Greetings. Uh, howdy, Mike. <laughs> Greetings from a sometimes sunny Sor- Toronto. Uh, I've been listening for a few years now. Love your show on my morning commute. I've learned so much about bikes and also appreciate your ridiculous banter. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the whole two oh, hours. Thanks. Said, said so politely. <laughs> Liza, somebody knows. I was excited to hear you got a KLR. Yep. I picked one up about 18 months ago, and aside from being screwed by the seller, my fault for having those new bike doe eyes, <laughs> I love it. It's exactly as you describe. Good for everything, but great at nothing. Yep. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> my newest purchase yesterday was a Piaggio Fly 150 mm. from 2007. I'm excited to have a scooter in my stable, but I have a few questions for Bagel. Oh. While this is a runner, it's very sluggish and crawls up to about 20 miles per hour before Ooh. it tops out. I'm thinking it needs a good carb clean, but is there anything else do you think this could be? 
Did he buy it on Banggood? Uh, <laughs> not likely. Okay. Uh, second question. This is my first scooter. So aside from the obvious oil filter plug, air filter, gear oil, what else should I be looking to change right away? It already has a new battery. Uh, and uh, third, are there any cheap mods you recommend that are a must-do? This will mostly be for my wife, but I plan to take it out on some rips on the regular. Thanks, everyone. Keep up the good work. It's great to see such a mix, mixed bag of misfits, and I particularly love your emphasis on empowering women to ride and further develop that side of the industry. I hope to make it out there one day to visit, but if anyone is ever in Toronto and needs to borrow tools, my garage is always open, except in the winter. It's too fucking cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mike. All right, Mike. So, a um, couple of questions. Um, yes, definitely clean the carb. Um, depend, if this bike has been sitting for a while, it is definitely going to need the that. the air filter. Yes, check the air filter, too. Mouse in the air filter. That could very well be. Or somebody peed and in the air box. This is possible, too. Um, if you got it for $300, see, there's your answer. Um, <laughs> but um, the other thing I would check is the transmission. Um, now, I don't know how many miles this bike has, but it's got a uh, CVT transmission. It does, indeed. And those it, uh, roller weights in the variator can wear out, mm. and that can that can cause all sorts of problems for the performance uh, if those if those go really bad. Uh, and if, if they go bad enough you may need to replace the variator itself but um but i would say check the carb check the transmission i I think the fly is fuel injected Mm, well i think a 2007 fly is injected no i don't think they went to fuel injection until uh, hang on i'm gonna have a look at this no because they didn't go to fuel injection until 2011 i think 2010 2011 um but uh, the other maintenance you listed, uh, that's all good stuff to do. Um, the only other thing I would recommend is tires, because if it's 2007 and it still has the original tires, they definitely mm. need to be replaced by mm. now. Um, so check the check the date <coughs> codes on those. Make sure those are good. Um, and as far as mods go, there isn't really anything that I would recommend unless you really don't like the the power that it puts out once it's running properly uh there is a melosi 166 cylinder kit you could put on there for a little bit extra grunt uh, you know, more more torque a little bit more top end um but it's you know it's a good bit of work for for marginal gains so but if you feel like you need it you can always do that um it's a fairly reliable kit um but if you if you if you're fine with the way it runs you know i'd say just leave it alone there you go. I think carburetor is going to be the answer, though. That's definitely going to be part of it, I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Especially, you know, sitting in winters up north. Um, you know, this is now a 12-year-old bike, and it most definitely has a bunch of gunk in the carburetor. And mm. you know, Yeah, it should be easy on that bike to do. Uh, yeah, it's you know, you're going to take the bucket out, and you can get down in there and pull the carb out. Um, I think it's just a plain old Makuni that they have on those. So it's, it's you know, nothing too fancy. There but, you go. Uh, but yeah, I'd start there, um, and hopefully that'll get it running right. And in the meantime, you can uh, see if they have any on rider share to just rent to see what it should feel like. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's something we, we talk about. Um, way to work it in there. The renting, it's not just for when you're going on trips. It's if you want to try a bike out. It's a great way to test ride a bike. Um, or if you want to, um, or you know, if the stator's gone out on your bike and you need a bike to swap one with. No, no, I'm not going to make that suggestion. <laughs> 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 no, no, just develop something. No, man. but Go seriously, on. it's an opportunity to try another bike that's the same to yours to see how it should feel. 
Right. You know, a, a KLR is a great example. It's hard to tell if it's running good or not. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? What should it feel like? Yeah. So rent someone else's and see. Maybe. Right. And it, it, it's just you might want to just go in a completely different <laughs> direction. Mm-hmm. See, look at Jim. He's he's <clears throat> Jim has been used to. Yeah. yeah very <laughs> nice, Jim. Um, Jim's been used to 160 horsepower in line four. The chances are. Yeah, we know you're going to like the Africa Twin, but there's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I, if I hadn't done the demo rides, um, you know, you never know. So You never know. Yeah. I mean, you but know, those you are get hard used. to come by, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and this um, is a great way to do demo rides. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a great opportunity. Because most dealerships <clears throat> don't offer demo rides. A lot rides. of them you don't. You can go anymore. to a Honda place and, hey, can no. I ride that it's, CB1100? It's cer- certainly not for a whole day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and we're in wrapping up. I wanted to give a quick were were update. Ooh, um, were exciting. Gone from India to Nepal, back to India. How's the rain? And, oh, they've been drenched. Ooh, oh, no. it looks and nuts. actually, our friend Truy. Yeah, Truy's she's a back trooper. Uh, on the route, and it's uh, heading down to Bangladesh right now. Well, well, um, I hope I hope that rain at least is bringing <clears throat> some cooler temperatures, though. In the um, Kind of funny, kind of funny news. Um, so there's only, I think, three or four of them riding on this part. Uh, Is this, it's funny because it wasn't you? Kind no, of story, no, okay. it's it's a bless their little hearts kind of moment. Um, the the I believe it was the Indian women had come up with a hand signal and photos, and they wanted to show support for Wurwur, and so they were holding up the shocker. their hands. Oh my! The holding shocker. up three fingers on each hand to do the WW, which happens to be the same thing as the shocker. Do you know about the shocker? Uh, Guillermo? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I had to message them and go, um, hey, guys, uh, <laughs> heads up. <laughs> Just so you know, you don't want to put your ring finger down and leave the rest of the fingers up. You got to do the west side, man. <laughs> <laughs> not Two a good symbol. Not a good symbol for war. <laughs> Bless their little hearts. Oh. <laughs> But how, how far down the explanation do you actually have to go? Different cultures. <laughs> and, and how detailed an explanation oh, did you I give? I did. Them? I did the. Oh God! I the bet that pink and the stink. Like, I did it. Uh, this I did means it. horrible things in some countries. <laughs> I I bet they were mortified. Oh. Well, last right, picture, last okay. picture, Liza. You're in with me. You're giving me the little man in the robot. This is the symbol thing. I came up for, for us for women riders. It's, it's all in the, the name of cultural sign. exchange. It's the oh, man. Peace sign with your thumb between Holy your fingers. Holy shit! Especially when you do it like this. That should be <laughs> That should be the logo for women writers. Wow. Yo, it doesn't it exist. It's not true. It's not real. So, it's a um, myth. Oh, uh, we got Oh, we're we're getting to the end. I got to ask you a question though. Yeah. And we didn't prepare you, but I mentioned earlier. <laughs> oh god, about the up the butt bike. Now, this so, is a question that all I guess gets asked, so we're not singling you out, Guillermo. Um, it doesn't even matter if you're gay. Yeah, and and, and uh, what does that have to yeah. do with anything? So He's we ask everyone, "What is your up the butt bike?" What that means is, what bike do you look at and you go, "I'd take it up the butt for that." <laughs> Everybody has one. It could be Rossi's mm. race bike. If you don't say Hayabusa, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, I mean, it could be it could be a historical bike, or it could be just something that is out of your reach to ever own. So. But there must be a bike that you look at and you just go. Guys, the limit. Money's no object. Mm-hmm. What's Availability's your, no object. What's your up the it's butt bike? The bike. You know, I. There are some actually 
cheap bikes that I really want, but I wouldn't take it in the bat for a cheap bike. You <laughs> there know? you go. No. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with with Keanu Reeves motorcycles. Oh, <laughs> arch. Yeah. How good one, funny. sir. Arch. Yeah. arch. I mean, they're really cool looking. I don't know how the whole putting a Harley engine on a sport bike. I don't know how that, but uh, they're really cool looking, man. All so aluminum. That's a good the, one. The, the mm. irony here is that is a very. Um, uh, yeah, that but is worthy. But worthy bike. But Keanu Reeves is the only one who would not answer this question for us. Uh, he's been here. Not in here. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, yes. We but we have the, asked the him. Quail <laughs> we, did get, we did get in trouble <laughs> he for was, asking he, him that question. We had an exclusive interview with him many years ago at the Quail, and as a result of that interview, we were actually banned from the Quail the following year. <laughs> yeah, my. Since then, we we're have good. made a triumphant we have return. That's we have right. risen like a phoenix from the ashes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, don't let Mike interview at the Quail anymore. Yeah, we, we, we don't let. Mike anywhere near Keanu anymore. But no, Arch, uh, they make some really, really cool bikes. Yeah. And you can get into the details on them, and they're really, yeah. I mean, it's very, very high-end stuff. They're all pretty much custom, right? I've seen... Yeah. Everything's custom, <clears throat> um, but my God, you you need to be extremely wealthy to, <laughs> yeah. to, mm-hmm. to buy one, but... Mm, no, they're about... 80 grand. 70, right? 70, 70 80 90. grand. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot to drop on a on a And then taxes. So, um, curious. So, how are you getting the word out about RiderShare? Are you going to any events by any chance? Um, yes. So, where might somebody find you? Um, at the beginning, it was mostly uh, PR, motorcycle magazines, mm-hmm. and and then organic search, mm-hmm. uh, and then paid ads on Google, and now also on on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be at the, at the AMA Expo this year, the Motorcycle Industry Council. I'm gonna be there. Oh, we'll, we'll hang at the AMA Expo. Yeah, I'll look for you. Yeah, and we're considering, depending on how that works out for us, we're considering also being at the uh, at the all, all the IMS shows. But okay, we're, we're gonna Great. use the AME as a as a test, you know, to see if that works out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I mean. Believe it or not, but we're 20 times larger than our closest competitor mm-hmm. in terms of activity and revenue. And uh, so we we know that they are at those events, IMS events. So mm-hmm. I was like, clearly not working for them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's why we're thinking about, uh, you know, we're going to take it slowly. Like, if, if this AMA Expo works, then we'll be at all of those events, you know. Great. So, so that's where mm-hmm. people can look for you. So uh, yep. as as far as the keeping the theme with like younger crowds, the one motorcycle show might be a good fit in for you guys. Which one? Uh, the one motorcycle show in Portland. Uh huh. Yeah, that's I mean, in uh, February. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I suppose, the best way to describe the one motorcycle show. It's the kind of, it's the start of the season. Yeah. When you go to the one motorcycle show, you know spring's just around the corner. But it's yeah. very much it's a, it's winter. It's a very yeah. well attended event. Oh, it is. Yeah, a ton of yeah. people. Ton of young people who are very show, passionate yeah. about yeah. motorcycles. One other thing we're doing is organizing our, our own rides. Right now, it's mostly in LA because that's our like our biggest mm-hmm. you know community. So like every every other week, uh, we'll you will send an email to to uh, we don't want to send too many users because if we have like fifty people in in a row, mm-hmm. the insurance risk is way too high. You know, like a house <laughs> of cards basically <laughs> right. crashes. Yeah. But so we're doing rides uh, in in LA. So if anyone wants to come ride with us, like literally all you have to do is sign up on the website. And you'll probably get an email saying, "Hey, we're gonna go ride to Malibu. Come ride with us." That's and awesome. Yeah, and I wanted to thank you very much for coming out uh, to be on our show. I think you're the first guest 
who officially just flew here just to be on our show. (laughs) We've had people flying, but they were doing other things. Fantastic. You flew in today and you're flying back tomorrow. Yes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Yeah, um, that's super cool. I mean, I was going to ride, but I have something to do tomorrow in the morning, so I yeah. have to fly. Yeah. It's, uh. yeah. Well, again, riders share with a dash in the middle. Yeah. Go there and again, and like I said before, if you want to be a part of this community and have bikes available, then you should list your bikes bagel are you gonna put your scooter up uh well i'm thinking about it I, i've <laughs> got to i've got to get one that's that's in fully <laughs> fully functioning condition to be able to <laughs> list it. That's true. That and i don't, don't want to list my cannonball bike it's it's too beat up but uh maybe my gtv once i get that going again jim how about your fz1 no i gotta sell it i got i have accessories to buy the fz1 oh the fz1 no I don't know. I, so I'll take a different. I, I, I'm stoked people do it, but I don't really want other people riding my stuff. That's okay because this is the exact hurdle that everyone has to overcome. And there's still a lot well, of people who choose very, to overcome or not. I don't have to. The, well, it, there's still a lot of people who <laughs> feel like yeah, you. Fuck you no, but I'm saying well, that's I, the hurdle that he has to overcome yeah, to build true. this industry. Well, here's an example. I could Airbnb in my, Airbnb in my house, no problem because yeah. of the location and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I don't want people you know walking around yeah. and pissing on the walls and shit like that so not that that happens i understand there's things in place but uh no i like i like my stuff it's all right you can do that (laughs) um i will continue to rent my bikes though i mean Uh, and if other people don't list their bikes for rent better for you because you make more money (laughs) that's a good point y'all back off it's mine it's mine so thank you again so everybody um look for guillermo go up and say hi to him yes and let him know you uh heard about him on our show and ask him all the questions all those questions questions. at some point i had two hundred thousand dollars in debt mostly from credit cards Mm -hmm. and we are two weeks away from running out of cash oh Oh my gosh! Then like we had some Nigerian scammers try to scam on the website. People trying to use stolen credit cards to oh, steal motorcycles. Amazon one time decided to delete all of our motorcycle images. Like 500 early on, 500 images. But I had posted ads on Craigslist for all of those motorcycles, so I had images. I had to go back to all those Craigslist ads and then load them one by one, and wow. then upload them back on the website. Like, oh, man, <laughs> man, I've, wow. I've I've seen it. Oh, you have it. Yeah. Starting wow. a company is not a dream you follow. It's like a nightmare you can stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, um, uh, I might as well say in a few weeks, some of us are going to be making a trip down to LA like we did before last oh, year. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing some interviews down there. Please. Oh, yeah. I would happily, I would love to drink a beer with you guys, go ride with you guys. Hey. You guys are fun. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Fun. Let's do it. We're pretty Let, fun. Let's yeah. include it. And we will put you on our call list. You would that? love my co-founder right away. Hey. <laughs> he has a pet pig. Oh, well, I'm, I'm in. I'm already. We are so I'm in. Does he have two? We could race him. <laughs> Chariot racing even. Nice. <laughs> so thank you again for coming up. And thank you to all of our listeners, especially our Patreon subscribers. Because Indeed. you guys are amongst great people your head and shoulders above the rest (laughs) (laughs) no we have very good listeners I love all the the emails best fucking listeners and just a reminder if if your email isn't read online it has been read by us and we do appreciate it and sometimes ridiculed and sometimes digested but we read every single one and I'm going to go out on a limb and say send me your emails I would like to hear from you why you wouldn't rent uh, rent your bike 
and what what would change that for you yeah, what would be, be what would be the deal changer because i will pass these, I'll pass these on to yeah. to guillermo and um yeah let us know what what you need to see happen to 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 turn the tides for you so send us an email and you can do that at recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com yeah buddy and you can go to motorcycles and misfits.com find our links to everything there and uh just a quick reminder i do still have some of the limited edition knock design shirts do we only an extra large and double xl i over ordered for big people so uh xl and double xl send me a message and $28 will get it shipped to your home. Do you have any more of the old ones? They're all gone, huh? Oh, they're all gone. Bummer. Those are AMA vintage days sizes. (laughs) So I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks again, everyone. We appreciate it so much. Um, This is Liza. Scott. This is Doc. Mm -hmm. Bagel. Emma Darling. Guillermo. Make a gem. (laughs) And we're out of here. Cool, 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 cool.